All right, welcome to the Krug Show. We're uh, here at Levi's after the 49ers beat the Seattle Seahawks for the second time in three weeks. We're firing up the band. All right, a little, hot, a little louder than that. Let me switch. Oh, no. There we go. Niners win. Big win for the 49ers. Um, and welcome to the crew show brought to you by pig and a pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out. Uh, and thanks to all the good people at pig and a pickle for being the proud sponsors of the crew show. And also thank to, thanks to New York style Italian sausage. Uh, the only kind of Italian sausage I eat is New York-style Italian sausage. And the 49ers get a big win today in Week 14 over the Seattle Seahawks, 28-16, the final. What I loved about this one, guys, was just and, – and welcome to the Krug Show. Myself, of course, Kev Kruger, uh, who's home from school. Good to see you in his home studio. We got the great Ryan Smith and OG on the Krug show. We've got Dan Coach Emilio right there, who's in uh, Parts Unknown. Dan's at a hotel. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, uh, work <laughs> down in Dan. Tucson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. See the suitcase in the background there? Uh, Look yeah. at that. I don't see your wife anywhere nearby. Yeah, Look she's at, at home. She's at home. Oh, of course she is. Yeah. Dan is on the road. He's a single man on the road. Look at that. Um, no baller today, but, man, the Niners get a big win. The reason I think this one is such a big win, 12-point win. It wasn't perfect. There were some sloppy moments, um, and it wasn't the Niners' greatest effort. But, man, you got a Seahawk team that was rested, motivated, really whose season is on the brink of, of you know disaster. Um, they were 6-6 six and six coming in. They were desperate. And they were had a couple more days of rest. They kind of had the mini buy, and because um, they had played on the previous Thursday against Dallas, um, and they came in here and they had a little bit more hop in their step, and they went with Drew Locke instead of instead of uh, Geno Smith. And man, um, I thought they played a better game. I thought they played more energetic. They were desperate to win, and yet the 49ers find a way to get a get a twelve point win. Uh, Purdy threw for well over 300 yards. Debo was huge. Ayuk was huge. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had a big day. Uh, the 49ers ran for over seven yards a carry. I think McCaffrey himself ran for like nine yards a carry. You had no Eric Armstead. The defensive line still, I was talking to Chase Young in the locker room afterwards, and I was talking to him about how the Niners, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but they went with the all-pass rusher D-line with Bosa on one end, Randy Gregory on the other end, Chase Young and Hargrave inside. And, you know, Chase was saying that, yeah, you know, it's like every single time they went with that, either somebody almost got home and put a lot of pressure on the quarterback or did get home. Uh, Jair Brown talked to him in the locker room. What a game Jair Brown had. My goodness. Uh, and I asked Shanahan about it. I go, this guy's doing it against the run. He's doing it against the pass. He just gets better and better and better. Um, very, very impressive win, all things considered. And the 49ers, um, you know, roll into Arizona next week with 10 wins. 
a huge win. Niners go to 10 and three. They've only lost once at home all year. Seahawks fall to six and seven. And you, the other thing I love about this win is it now drives Seattle into like super desperation mode next week when they host the Eagles. And we'll see if the Eagles get it done tonight against the Cowboys or not. Um, so a lot to talk about, talk about, let's throw it around the room. We'll start with Kevin. We'll move around clockwise there. Kev, what'd you think of the, uh, what'd you think of the win? I mean, there, there's so many things to talk about offensively. I thought offensively, they just played, they played an amazing game. If you look, I think they, yeah, they ran for seven, five, a carry as a team. McCaffrey ran for nine. They passed for almost over 13 yards per attempt. It's just the big plays, and that first that first play of the game was an amazing play, it just, and it just started right there. The blocking from Trent Williams on the left side, CMC ran left, I feel like, at least 75% of the time, and they just love running off the back of Trent Williams because he just seals off that edge and get good gains. So, I mean, that that's really all it was, 28 points, but big plays, big plays. A lot of big plays, a lot of big plays. And, you know, I was, I was mentioning to somebody that or I was talking to Greg Papa a minute ago up here in the press box. And I was just saying how, you know, um, you know, oftentimes in football, if the running back has a huge day, the receiver doesn't. Or if the receiver has a big hundred yard day, maybe the running back doesn't. But look at the numbers tonight. Debo had seven catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown. He is absolutely coming into uh, his own right now as, as having the best year of his career. Brandon Ayuk had six catches for 126 yards. His lone mistake was when he was carrying the ball like a loaf of bread, and uh, it got popped out from behind. Kittle had three catches for 76 yards. He got in the end zone. Um, and then in the midst of all those receivers, you know, doing that. And obviously, Brock Purdy had a big day, completed 70% of his passes, 368 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, I thought Brock made a couple of just absolutely amazing plays where he broke contain. Thank you, sir. Um, and I'm thanking people who are bringing me quotes from the locker room. Um, but I mean, you know, Brock, I thought, had some subtle movements in the pocket to create more time and then just made some incredible throws. And and then and then Christian McCaffrey, 16 carries for 145 yards. Um, and, you know, he was feeling good afterwards and uh, good effort on offense, good effort on defense. Um, you know, it's not easy to win in the NFL. It, it's also really not easy to do what everybody expects you to do. Right. The Niners were favored by didn't they? Weren't they favored by 12? Touchdown oh, Dallas. Touchdown oh. Dallas. Way to ruin it, Dan. Oh, flag. Uh, who do you guys like in that game tonight, by the way? I'm, I like kind of like, like Philly. I like, you like Dallas? I, like I think Dallas. at three and a half, you got to take Philly. Yeah, I like Philly in those points. But like, it's if it's going to get out of control, it's going to be a Dallas win. Like Philly's not going to blow Dallas out. Dallas might blow Philly out. But if it's close, I, I just I feel like Dak's going to shit down his leg. I think I, I agree. I, I think uh, Dak is the most statistically, you know, he's a, he's a statistic monster. But um, but I, I just really believe that Dallas is a bully team. They bully bad teams, and then they get bullied by good teams, and the Eagles are a good team. The Niners bully him. I think Philly's, Philly will bully him. But, Danny, what do you the what, Niners For the Niners yeah. spread, just real quick, the Niners yeah, opened as it? minus four, and they finished minus 15. Closing minus line. 15. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. It was, 
It was like 12 on Sunday, and then it went down to 10 and a half because people, I think, realized, okay, maybe that's a little crazy. And then with the Geno news, it ballooned up to 14, and then, yeah, Kev's right. I think it got to 15 by the kickoff. Danny, what would you think of the win? Then we'll get Rise's thoughts. Great win, um, and I'm about to make a bold statement. You're going to hear it here first. Oh, Everybody says. Wait, wait, wait. Should we sit down? All right, we, already, we are sitting down. Yeah. Everybody says that Brock Purdy's something else, but he isn't Joe Montana. You're going to say he's better than Joe? At this point in his career, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I watched Joe in 79 and 80. He had a breakout year in 81, but he still had a lot of picks. Brock Purdy, after today's performance, is better than Joe. Those long balls that he put on the money. To Debo, to Ayuk, and Kittle. I'm telling you, these balls are over 40 yards. One of them was 48 yards in the air. The, the <laughs> Jose ball. says, stop it, Dan. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not CJ, stopping it. CJ Gray. Look at, the, know, look at you're, the, you're the, the LOL with all kinds of faces yeah, and emojis. I love it. I love it. I'm telling you, at this point Chris in their careers. Chris says, Dan is high. At this point in their careers. I'm not saying he's going to have the career Joe Montana had, okay? I'm saying at, at the same point, point in his career, he's better. He's better. Joe, than Joe, Joe didn't even play that much in no. '79 and '80. Not much. But he's 13 and three in uh, <laughs> in '81. I got Lay it. Off I, the I, pipe. I got his. I got his stats right here. Well, look at this. Wait a second, John here. John in the tra- in the uh, chat. John Smokin says Dan is. Correct. In 1981, Joe Montana had averaged 222 (laughs) yards a game, had a rating of 88.4. Six, uh, he had, uh, how many touchdowns did he have? He had 19 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. How many does... Purdy have right now 30 something okay the I game's think... completely changed though yeah. <laughs> I get it <laughs> I get it but his completion percentage is much higher it's near 70 Joe Dan, Dan Dan I'm gonna help you with this take because th- th- what you're doing right now <laughs> is you're 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 pitting yourself against uh, the Stuart, fan base Stuart Stuart's like get him off Purdy. get him off yeah you're pinning yourself against the fan base that also wants I, to support I, I, Purdy so what you really should be saying I, I'd love to hear you come back maybe next week with this take or maybe do it as the stream's going. I think Purdy, at Thanks, this sir. point in his career, might be a little bit better than Patrick Mahomes was at, at this point in his career. Uh, in terms of if we're talking just straight-up stats, it I'm, is I'm just really at, similar. Yeah. I'm I, I mean, Danny's got a point because Joe didn't get it going until 81. He was a 79 draft choice. Yep. And he didn't, you know, now he did go 13 and three and win the Super Bowl. And Purdy's going to go <laughs> in, in 81. Uh, Purdy's going to one up that and go 14 and three and win a Super Bowl this year. I actually, I had a, somebody else send me a note the other day saying that, that because I had said that Purdy is the best 49er quarterback since uh, Steve Young. And the guy said, you know what, Krug, I rarely disagree with you, but he's the best 49er quarterback since Joe. So he Whoa. says he's better than Steve. Better than Steve. All right, that's. I, I'm I mean, just it's saying, all a projection. He, and the and the and the and his defense was, 
Steve wasn't Steve and, and didn't become a great NFL quarterback till he was with the Niners. And that was not till age 31 that he really busted out. So I, I, if you want to, I understand Danny's point. Danny's just saying at this same Correct. stage, it's this stage, he is better than Joe at this state, same stage. Yep. I'm not saying he's going to have um, the career. Joe did. It, it's a very unpopular take. Yep. It's, you know, but Danny's a very unpopular guy. That's um, right. And he's a man who's, <laughs> this is what happens when you go to a hotel by yourself and you, you know, you, You've got your side chick in the side room waiting for the show to end. You no, just go no. say crazy you, shit. You just say crazy. You shit. say crazy shit, and you're like, "Hey, baby, I'm going to be in there in a minute for you. I love you. Be ready for me. No, I'm, I'm going to deliver the gonna, goods on the that. show and off the show." Let, let me Bada just bing. Let me let me just say this. No, I like to make controversial <laughs> statements. I like you controversial do. statements. You do, and I want to get something going. You and, do. You want to, you're, you know, you, and, and you stir I'm, it up. I'm, I'm a little, st- I watched the guy pl- throw perfect strikes that were, and he had to move out of the pocket and make and he he made it happen. He, they don't even have a good offensive line and he's doing this. Oh, I know. Um, and be careful when you say that. Cause I did talk to Aaron Banks today and Aaron Banks said to say, how do you Ryan? Uh, and, uh, you know, Banks is, He's got a little kid now. He's his little kid's one. I said, Aaron, are you gonna be Santa? You gonna be Santa this year for Christmas? He's like, no. But you know, Aaron's Aaron's battling the turf toe and everything. But he's playing good ball. Um, I thought the Purdy play. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Which was the one where he stepped to, to his left and then yeah. went way down the field? Mm. That was to Ayuk, 45 yards down the field. That was Who did that remind you of? That reminded me of Montana. <laughs> I'm telling you, it did. I saw it and I go, man, this kid. Where was that it. play, by the way? Which what, I'm trying to remember where that, that was. That was the eighth I, drive. It was the eighth drive of the game. The Niners' eighth drive? Yeah. Um, let's see. Before I forget, Kev, make sure you make a short out of that. Yeah, there, there you go. It was the first you're right. It was the first play of the eight drive. It was first and ten on the twenty-five. Um, at this point, you know, you've got the 49ers were up 14, 10. It was the, it was their second drive of the third quarter and he moves to his left in the pocket and he throws down the field for Ayuk down to the 30 yard line. It was the first play. They went from their own 25 to, to the Seattle 30 on one play. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Great was pocket set. awareness. Sorry. I was oh, saying great pocket awareness. And then later on that drive, there was a play where the I think it was Jamal Adams wasn't blocked off the edge. And then he quickly adjusts and throws to Warner for a five yard gain. And that were I was sitting there going like, that's a play that Jimmy doesn't make. Like th- those are the plays that Jimmy doesn't make. Jimmy doesn't adjust to the pressure like Purdy can adjust to the pressure and make the plays and drive the ball that field. Rye, what did you think of the win? Mm. I mean, I. This the main takeaway for me in this game was just it was the Purdy stuff. Like I, I my brain is like gone full like national media homer. Like I, I'm just thinking of different MVP arguments for Purdy and you know anticipating what like Nick Wright's going to be putting up on uh, first things first or whatever. Uh, I thought that was just a sick game by Purdy. I mean, I guess at the end he did set his career record for career high for uh, passing yards. 
So I guess that's notable. This is the most 368. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, that's notable. But I felt like even at the beginning of the game, you know, he had the pick early. That was clearly a miscommunication with him and Ayuk. And you saw Shanahan kind of like giving it to Ayuk. So I, I don't really think that was on him. But like, you know, by like halftime, a little bit into the third quarter, his stats weren't crazy. And I was like, damn, you know what? Purdy's playing a great game right now. Like everyone that's watching this game realizes, like Kev was saying, all the little stuff. He, he was just playing a great game. And it it got a little scary just in terms of like, I, I think when when this after the Niners, um, you know, they threw that huge uppercut to start the game. Um, the fact that Seattle kind of like came back down, scored a touchdown. They seemed pretty locked in. I was like, oh no, are we about to have like a, a total let up spot? Is this going to be like after the Dallas game type situation? And uh, the Niners, it, it just with Charvarius Ward going out and um, wh- wh- the Seattle guy Witherspoon, like the, the, the top corners being out for both teams, it kind of turned it into a fun down the field game. And you're just not really used to seeing that uh in like the 49ers the shanahan 49ers teams so it, it was just sick i thought it's cool that bosa got a sack i'll tell you um, the, the the you you mentioned down about, oh, you know, oh whoa, whoa, whoa 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 i i spoke I, I i got ahead of myself you know i'd like i like to make a comment about mitch wishnowski every week because the guy <laughs> is just absolutely nails and Your i've been saying off. this I've been saying this since they drafted him because I remember like somebody tweeted out like some highlights of him like running fake punts at Utah and the guy ran a four six three. Suppose Shanahan joked he was run, in running twenty four miles an hour. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, he, actually, he looked he looked like Kaepernick in like the playoff games. Like the guy actually has like legitimate four six speed and he's a big guy. Um, I thought I thought for the longest time that like we were gonna get a bunch of those Wisnowski fakes. And I kept like telling myself, you know what? It's coming this game. It's coming this game. And then I actually, the first time I met Mitch when I was in Santa Barbara and I got a chance to hang out with him, he was telling me, cause I was asking him, I was like, dude, like you got to tell me like, what, why? Like, have you called for, called your number at all? Like told Shanahan, like you, you got to let me like have some of these fakes. Like I, you got to right. let me show the, show the wheels. And he told me like he was just so so crazy nervous all year, and like all he could focus on was like not dropping the ball and all that stuff. And then when we talked to him in the locker room last year, I kind of right. brought it up again, and he he's like, it seems like he's just very locked in on. It. He's like, I just got to do my job. But it was just a freak thing where he got to show it there, and I I hope Shanahan like uses that at some point. Like seriously, by the way, good day, breaking mate. breaking news. JJ in the chats is breaking news. They just threw a flag on Lane Johnson for a false start. No way. Oh, for Lane Johnson, leg ladies and like, gentlemen, like, just got a false start. And Nobody thought it would the, be possible. It is possible. Yeah, and the um, Eagles have six men in the backfield all the time because their two tackles are like two yards back. Yeah. They form uh, up. Dude, how about the balls on Mitch to, to run that ball? If that wasn't a call, if that wasn't a designed uh, fake punt, like he just went for it, I guess, right? Kyle said he didn't call it. So By it the way, that like- was the first. that was the first fake punt in the Kyle Shanahan era. He's been since 2017. That was the very first. Does it fake count punt. though? It, like, it got called back. No, it didn't. It, well, it yeah, it yeah. got called back. Yeah. I, I was saying, man, you don't want to really take people off guard. Try it again. <laughs> you know, try it again after the <laughs> offsetting penalties. Um, but yeah, that you know, it's funny. I did an interview with Mitch Wisniewski Rye this week, and it might have been last week. And um, in the interview, he he, I asked him some question. He's like. Well, you know, mate, I really don't know anything about football. Yeah, I heard that. 
I mean, that's awesome, man. When you can be a, when you can be a professional football player and admit that you know nothing about football. I mean, that's just that's just epic. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, this was a this was a really good all around performance when you think about, you know, um, you had no Armstead, you had no sacks at halftime, and yet they got four in the second half. They got, a, you know, the, the Niners average over seven yards a carry. Um, you know, and I, I don't know, what what'd you guys think of Drew Locke? I thought Drew Locke looked good in this game. Quite well. Yeah. yeah. Drew, Locke's, Drew Locke's got a hose. He can really throw I mean, the how rock. about that first touchdown to DK? I mean, DK, he had a bad game. He had a touchdown that looked great. That was a great throw by Drew Locke. Good catch. Good coverage by Embry on that play. But, I mean, dude, that guy was getting bitched, and he just starts throwing hands. I, I thought that was such a lame – DK's kind of a lame – he's an emotional – like, I, I I don't know. I don't know. What's your guys' opinion on him? I, I think it's it was kind of soft of him. Well, I, I, I was I talked to Greenlaw about that. I'm like, what did you think of the fight? He's like, man, I didn't see it. But uh, he's like, you know, at the end of games, and there's a lot of emotion, and when you beat a team twice in three weeks – Yep. And you know what I mean? He's like, and, and all of a sudden the game's over. It's like, and I said to him, I go, yeah, you know, when there's no more plays to make, sometimes you just got to start throwing hands. And he's like, kind of like, yeah, you know, it's like you know, these teams stripped. don't like each other very much. And this is what happens when, you know, you play a team twice in three weeks. It gets super personal. Kind of like when they this do uh, six game, uh, series in minor league baseball triple a they play it's always fights and about the fifth game they're tired of each oh, other we're seeing it in the bat in basketball this year it seems yeah, like the, the warriors have, the warriors have, there's like four teams that the warriors play it's like the thunder and the suns <laughs> and okc okay yeah. Kings. Kings. Yeah. yeah yeah hey you know you mentioned ryan being a little bit down possibly like you know let down the game that's a trap game is the upcoming game Arizona's coming off a bye, and then you had the sandwich of Seattle games, and then you you got Baltimore after Arizona. Uh, Arizona's going to be rested. They're coming off a big win against Pittsburgh. Niners better not take that game lightly. Yeah, no question. I mean, you know, here's the bottom line on this is that, you know, a lot of this I think is going to fall on the shoulders of Brock Purdy too. It's like, how well can he take care of the football? Would you, would you, what I thought the ball that he got picked looked like it was tipped for my but it wasn't, it was, was it? It, it was, he touched it, it. I think he did touch it. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 he, I, touched, I, yeah he touched it. He got his hand okay. Because I said he tipped it, and the guys up in the press box, they're like, no, he didn't touch it. It was just he, he missed through it. No, it was he was weird. He, it was he, like Ayuk paused there too. It was like, why did Ayuk pause? He stopped think, his route. Yeah, he stopped his route and then tipped it. Yeah, weird. that's why Ayuk was on the sideline. He was upset with himself. He knew he it, messed yeah. up the route. It, it seemed like there was a miscommunication on how the route was supposed to be ran. And and I, I initially thought it was Purdy's fault. But then when we came back from the commercial break, they were showing Kyle talking to Ayuk, which I feel like that's kind of a – I mean, I'm not sure did anyone ask him that – I don't think anyone asked him that question in the presser. But it, just from that dialogue, it made me think that Ayuk messed up. But uh, I saw Rich Madrid was trying to say that it was the other way around on Twitter. So I'm not sure. Well, of course he knows all cause he's angry in Spokane. Um, what, what, uh, uh, you know, and he watches the film from, from his couch. Um, Isaiah Oliver got an opportunity to play in this game and I thought Oliver played well. what do you guys think of Oliver tonight or to this afternoon? 
It was a little worse than seven early, tackles. but he, he ended up I, I thought he thought he played well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was an know, was talk- there was an initial sorry, I was gonna say there's an initial play that he gave up on an out route that led to a first down, which then led to the DK touchdown. And I was like, oh shit, is this gonna be one of those games where they pick on Oliver? But after that play, I didn't I didn't see his I didn't see him getting picked on anymore. So decent game from him. By the way, in this Eagle Cowboy game, you know who's not there on the sidelines is Big Dom. <laughs> they didn't let Big Dom go to, to that. He's in Dallas, and he's—I guess he does the rest of whatever his duties are. I'd love to—I'd love to see a list of Big Dom's duties, other than you know, uh, hitting, you know, grabbing Dre Greenlaw. But um, but supposedly, you know, they're not going to let him sit on the stand on the sidelines anymore, or at least not in this game for one week. Um, I don't know if we'll get any update on exactly. Thank you, sir. I don't know if we'll get an update on exactly, you know, what they're going to do, but I, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I don't want to see him get penalized too much, though. I would like to see almost not all non-essential personnel just taken off the field altogether. Uh, we do have this super we should put up there. And it says, uh, go ahead. Somebody else read that. My computer so kind of Kev, Can you read the super? Yeah, it says the only thing stopping the Niners from a sixth ring looks to be injury. Oh, you put it away. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I think some of these dinged up players need to be held out for easy games. A couple of key injuries could derail this team. Like who? Who would you want to see sat, sat out? There's no easy games in the National Football League. I mean, you yeah, can't, I mean that yeah. that that is the thing. I know what you're. I know what the guy's saying because it's like you know you don't you, the last thing you'd want to do is lose key guys down the stretch. But I mean, you see how hard it is to win. I mean, Seattle, Seattle has not been going good. Their defense has just been a sieve. Uh, they didn't have their starting quarterback. You know, they got Abraham Lucas back today on the offensive line, but they're not, they're not going good. They've lost three in a row and it took everything in the Niners power to, to, uh, you know, to win the game. I mean, it wasn't super close, but it wasn't the first half. Yeah, I mean they're gonna they're probably the perfect, gonna have to rip win out to get the one seed. So to I'll tell you the perfect, perfect scenario. Games. Perfect scenario is is that the Cowboys win tonight, and then next week the Bills beat the Cowboys and the Seahawks in desperation for their playoff lives beat the Eagles and they have their own three game losing streak. Then the Niners can afford to lose, lose to one. Well, not Balt. Ideally, they they win through Baltimore and then they rest their guys against the Rams because that Rams are going to be playing for the playoffs in that last game, and that's not going to be an easy game. I know the Rams look so good today. I, I that was shocking to me. The Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson. He's now nineteen and one against the NFC. Like, they just absolutely pummel NFC teams. That I can't really tell. Like. They're off a bye. Is it is Andrews like really that important to this team? But I mean, the Rams look legit. Their defense even looks kind of good. Rams are good. Well, since Kyron Williams came back and with the health of Puka and Cup and and Stafford back in there, the Rams, I think, are maybe the fourth best team in the NFC behind, you know, the Niners. I got him ahead of I mean, Detroit right now. I mean, think about the sh- like all the crappy quarterbacks out there right now. <laughs> like the fact that they have Matt Stafford is like it's just such a huge advantage. Yeah, I mean, telling you, the Rams are good, and they're they're gearing up. They're kind of like, um, you know, 
a team similar to um, the Niners when they rebuilt and just getting their guys. I mean, they got, I mean, Kyron Williams might be the best all around back right now in the league. And then they've got Puka and, and, and cup and, and uh, dang, and their defense is starting to play better. They, they played Baltimore in Baltimore and it looked like crappy weather um, and, and put 31 on them. Jeez. Uh, go ahead. We got another super there. I'm having a hard time reading my screen tonight. It's so dark in here. Uh, ahead, it says Ward is dealing with injuries. Armstead, Trent, you sh- shouldn't need either of those three to beat Cardinals or Washington. Yeah, I mean, you got guys that can fill in and do the job. I mean, Armstead, he's got that plantar fasciitis. That's something that you want to get that thing well because that he's my guess is Armstead stays out until at least the Baltimore game. And um, they said Armstead's not going to play this week or next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so, what I figured. Yeah. That stuff uh, is, is tough. It, it comes back easily. He, didn't he deal with it last year too, right? What's that? Or the plantar fasciitis. He, he dealt with it for like four games or something. Five games. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's one of those things that just, it's a hard injury to get to go away. Uh, David Musechek says, Krug, congrats on 30K, moving up to the big time. Uh, Wheezy, get my coat. Moving on up. <laughs> Wheezy. <laughs> George Jefferson, man. That's right. Come on. I know. Moving I know, on up to, I a know. Big, to a big sky, a big sky apartment or a big uh, east side apartment in the sky. The sky. I, I. Yeah. Don't forget exactly. about the sky. I, I. Kev's like, what the hell are you talking about? Even yeah. Rise kind of looking at us like, what yeah. are you talking Another about? Another world, man. The Jeffersons. It was a, it was a hell of a show. A I just I just nod. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I saw a great yeah, one. The That'll remind the me. Jefferson. I'm a, I'll send Rye one of George Sanford that was hilarious the other day. Unplayable today on the. <laughs> yeah, we should probably th- we should probably thank everybody. Over the weekend, we got to thirty. Yesterday, we got to thirty thousand subs on the Krug show. 30,000 subs and we got we got there in we got went from like 29,000 to 30,000 in like three days or four days or something wasn't it It was some ridiculous ridiculous amount of time so um what what, what you kev what you were telling me yesterday what did we get for subs just yesterday uh there's like over 200 or something yeah i think you're gonna hit larry i think you you might hit 35,000 before new year's yeah, it was a deluxe apartment in the sky. I, yeah. I, you know. yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, right now we were talking about this. You know, in the in the press box in the fourth quarter. Look at the way the NFL looks right now. Look at just the landscape. Philly looks like they're kind of limping towards the finish line. Dallas looks like they're surging, but Dallas also is kind of a fraud. Like, I don't think there's too many Niner fans walking around going, "Uh Oh, what about Dallas? Right. Then you got, you get Kansas city that lost again today and they lost at home to Buffalo. They've got no receivers. They're not playing well. Buffalo is not necessarily playing well. Baltimore is supposed to have this great defense, but they just gave up. What did they say? 31 at home to the Rams. They were life and death to beat the Rams at home. 
I mean, one, I'm getting the feeling like this might be the Niners' best chance at that sixth ring. And and the debate we were having is if the season ended right now, who do you think you would – who would you guys predict would be the Super Bowl matchup? I was saying I think I'm, I'm going to go with the Niners and the Dolphins. That's me but, too. Just because the Dolphins, like, didn't play. Like, they, <laughs> I, I feel right, the same way. Yet. Like, they've, they've gone up because I, I didn't watch them, like, crap the bed today. Right, right. But what do you yeah. what do you guys think if I, if you had to say, you know, your Super Bowl matchup here in almost sort of mid-December, what are you going with? Well, that was a really good pick, Larry. I think I'm going to double down with you. What who who is that? <laughs> Doubling down with Miami and the Niners. Who are you who are you imitating? Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Oh, no, that's not Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> excellent excellent uh, topic, my friend. I'm glad you brought it up. Touchdown, Marion Butts. Butts, Marion I'm Butts. Lee Hacksaw Hamilton, and welcome to the mighty 690. <laughs> <laughs> Southern California sports leader. Yeah. Uh, I love, and we're I love Hacksaw. To, Hacksaw was great. We're going to turn it over to Chet Forty. <laughs> I used to listen to that in college. Let's get to Danny, who's in Chula Vista. Danny, go. <laughs> go. Wait a second. We're going to pull out of the hopper. He, and he had, well, you said the most random shit, right? You should, you would have, you would have loved this thing. Big. Wait a second. Let's go to the hopper. Yes. I have it right now. First hand authority that the Cowboys are going to hire a new special teams coach. Get it out of the hopper. <laughs> oh, I listen to him every day. The big handlebar uh, mustache. Oh, the gosh. mighty six ninety. Um, Nicotina says, "Larry, please do a, a Trent Balky impersonation." Oh. You know, you know, Larry. I, you know, I tell you, people listen to my voice and they think this is a guy who smoked a lot of cigarettes. But you know what, Lowry? Brock Purdy is a hell of a player, and you know. You know who's a really underrated executive? I'll get. I'll, I'll tell you right now who's an underrated GM. It's that Farhan Zaidi for the Giants. <laughs> that guy can sign guys coming off injury the way I used to do it here with the Niners. I mean, you know, he'll go get a Dalton Jeffries. He'll he'll go deep and find a guy who just had Tommy John. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I'll tell you loud. Oh, oh man. man. Oh man. yeah. Digital Drew says, damn it, Trent. No more, no, no more all ACL team. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, but a great win for the Niners for sure. And and I'll tell you, you know, on the Seattle side, what a ball game for Julian Love. Mm. My God. He, I think he led them in tackles with seven. He had a pick. He had the force fumble on Ayuk. I mean, that guy was freaking everywhere. Every time I looked up, I was like, Julian Love? Guy played incredible. Oh, my. Um, the Jason Wade just says the Niners signed Jason Verrett. Is that true? Kevin, yeah. You want to look that up? Yeah, it's true. I saw. Wait, the oh, Cowboys kicker is like the. When was wait, yep. When did that happen? Matt Mayoko. Matt Mayoko said so. See, pulled up. Oh, okay. I well, you wonder about Mooney Ward then. Just 
when just when did this happen just in the in the last since the game ended uh yeah like right when the game ended per matt mayoko all i wonder does, he, does that mean mooney ward's groin injury is more severe than they think yeah uh-huh. jason verrett has agreed to sign with the 49ers practice squad per matt mayoko nbc interesting jason verrett's had the torn acl he's had the a torn a, a ruptured achilles um, he's always had great elite feet, you know, so that's what makes him an outstanding cover corner. Maybe they're going to put Ward on, uh, I, IR for, no, games. I feel like he knows how to, he knows how to like, he's had Depth. that recurring groin injury. Like he, he knows how to work through yeah, it. It's usually a two could, week like, thing. Usually a two yeah. week thing to get it. Well, wait, we got to talk about this Cowboys kicker. Cause Brandon Aubrey, he hasn't missed yet. He, he hasn't missed yet. And he just kicked that. That like is this guy like the LeBron like he he's like the LeBron James of kickers like this is insane he just made that sixty yarder it would have been good from seventy oh was that a right 60? down the middle I, I that saw was a sixty it. yarder jeez I know I just looked up and saw it going through I didn't realize it was sixty yards it actually made me think you know we have not seen a field goal from the Niners in the last two weeks yeah they're not kicking field goals. wow <laughs> I didn't think yeah. about that yeah. Are we missing? Are we missing? Are you know, are the uh, are the Niners not kicking field goals for a reason? No, I just don't think they've had a chance to really kick one. Yeah, they don't need to. Yeah, I mean, uh, score. Yeah. Um, great win though for the 49ers. And, um, oh, we uh, let's see, do we have uh, do we get all these in here? We didn't get this one yet. Did we get this one? Daza? Yes. Yeah. We we did get that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, guys, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I'm going Niners-Dolphins. Danny's going Niners-Dolphins. Kev, what are you going with? I mean, yeah, I'm going Niners for sure. The NFC looks weaker and weaker each week. I mean, the Cowboys, the Cowboys are the biggest competition in the NFC, and the Niners killed them five weeks ago or week five. Um, in the AFC, I, th- I, th- I think it's the Ravens. I don't know. Dolphins are Ravens for sure. I know the Ravens just played a bad game, but they can, they can show up. I, I, I still think that like with the lions, I knew that, that they were just a fake team. They're not a real team. And they, I think they lost today. Right. So they lost yeah. to the bears. Yep. So the Ravens, the bears. I, I think the Ravens could still show up and play a good game. I really do. So I think, I think, I think, the bills, I think the, don't Ravens. give up on the bills either. I'm telling you. I like no, the Bills. I already, yeah, I like I, I like the Bills. The Bills next week too. They're going to beat the Cowboys. I think the so. Bills are they they, they lost. Some what would make the most there. entertaining Super Bowl? I mean, I'm Dolphins, Miami, Niners would be very be like a speed, uh, be like just a track meet. There just would be I, so much. I want to make a point before Rye let, yeah. let Rye finish his his pick, and I want to make a point. I want to go back to something that uh, I wanted to bring up about. Uh, Mahomes, go ahead, Ryan. Who's your pick? Oh, I, it's Dude, tough. I mean, it's such like a cop out thing to say. Yeah, I like it. I like it. He's got a shot ball out here. Yeah. I want um, Ryan to do something, but first, I'm, I'm going to do something. Then Kev, then Kev's yeah, going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like let's, let's put Ryan in the center court here. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> get the shell uh, game going. Okay. I, I think I think I still honestly would be the most scared of the Chiefs. There's something about Spags and big games that just scares the hell out of me. Spags and Chris Jones and 
I know that the 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 Chiefs are it, it does look it, they remind me almost of this year's Warriors team like they've got an old Travis Travis Kelsey and that's about it that's about it you know they got a reliable I guess defense just with Spags but I don't know I, I think I would have to say Chiefs until I see some somebody else however I mean if Miami has like a really good home field if they if they get the one seed I could see them you know going all the way to the Super Bowl same thing with the Ravens Jaguars no thank you. No, no. This is what I want to say. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. We've been hearing the talk, national media, even local. Well, Purdy's got all the weapons. That's why he's doing so well. Well, how about Mahomes with Tyreek Hill when he had Hill and he had uh, 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 his first year? He had Travis Kelsey, Hardman. McCall uh, Hardman, all the speed. Now he doesn't have receivers. Yep. Now look at him. Every quarterback, Kurt Warner with the greatest show on turf. Come on, people. If, <laughs> if, if a guy's got stars, he's still got to get it to him. And, but if he doesn't have stars, it makes it a lot tougher. Because they don't get open and they don't run great routes. And the Chiefs have no receivers now. And Mahomes is looking kind of average. I even heard a fantasy football show the other day say, I don't think you can make Patrick Mahomes a QB1 starter on your fantasy team. Well, Come okay. On. You know, maybe what, what it might be time for, it might be time for a real discussion on where Brock Purdy actually ranks in the NFL. Um, is he, you know, I've thrown out that I think the guy is, you know, a top 10 quarterback and I got a lot of pushback. Now I would say that people, there'd probably be more people that would be willing to make him a top 10 quarterback. Um, he's got really good numbers. Yes, he's got good receivers. Yes, he has Shanahan. Yes, he has a good defense. Um, but Danny's point is 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 a is a solid point, which is you know I mean, um, you know Jerry Joe Montana had Jerry Rice, you know at the end at the end there. Uh, Steve Young had Jerry Rice. You know, I mean, it's like there. I don't I don't know that we can. I mean, Tom Brady got it done, but even Tom Brady um, had, had Randy Ross, he had Julian Edelman, he had Gronk, he had Dion Branch. How did Tom look last year when he didn't have the the weapons? Well, he, he, he he had Mike. He was also uh, forty five years old. Yeah, he was. I think I think Brady might be the only exception to the to this because I agree with you, Danny. Mahomes looks like a different quarterback this year, and and I think if Mahomes, if you were to isolate him, put him in a vacuum, you would have national media people saying, "Oh, this guy Mahomes isn't that good," but it's because of precedent that like people aren't are giving him more slack, in my opinion. because well, he and if you want to get a little good. more. If you want to get a little more blasphemous, even because I mean, obviously, I still think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. But there yeah. is something to winning it, winning a Super Bowl. Once you get that monkey off your back, it's just such a different ball game. Like you, you see it in the NBA all the time. Guys come back and they're way better because you just have that next level of confidence. The NFL, it's the same thing happened with Mahomes. Like if you remember, like he was pretty shaky in some of those big games there for a while. And uh, and and kind of you know did played poorly in Super Bowls. Then of course they beat the Niners, and then from then on it's it's you know it's it's all good. I think if he didn't have a Super Bowl, or 
let's say let's say he didn't have the Super Bowl. Let's say he like started with these receivers. Like I don't think he would be nearly the player that we think of now. Because I think also everyone thought of Tyreek Hill as like, well, yeah, I mean, he, he he's great, but like Mahomes kind of makes him, you know. But it's like now we're realizing, okay, no, Tyreek Hill is probably the best receiver of my lifetime. Like the most freaky, yeah. like field tilting dude. Also, another one that you didn't mention, uh, Dan, is that people also love to say, oh, and he's got Shanahan. Shanahan just makes it so yeah. easy. Yeah. How about Andy Reid? Like, <laughs> I don't know, the greatest offensive coach of all time, something like that. Yeah, Bill like, Walsh. Okay. Well, well, I mean, really, we had this debate with, you know, with Mon- with Walsh and Montana. Did Montana make Walsh Walsh? Did Walsh make Montana Montana? But let's just go right down the list. How many quarterbacks? I'll gi- I'll go down the list. You and, guys and say, I'm not, and I'm not saying. You guys uh, say if this guy's I, I better or Brock not for that because okay, Tua is Tua better than Brock? No. What do you, you guys no. know? No, no, I'd say no. Two is not. He's worse. Is Josh Allen better than Brock? Yes, yes, yes. Is um, Aaron Rodgers better than Brock? Uh, not right yeah, now. But <laughs> not, I mean, yeah, I'm not say playing. Yes. Not uh, in 2023. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what I don't know what he. I'm, I'm, not, I'm going to take Brock over a, a 40 year old guy coming off an Achilles when he comes back. Is Mac Jones better than Brock? No. No. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> is Lamar Jackson better than Brock? Yes. No. Uh, he's just Danny a tough said no. One. Kev said yes. I different guess I would... Type, different. Different. Uh, I'll put it this way. Lamar he, Jackson's he, record in the playoffs is not very good. Brock Purdy would run, runs the Shanahan offense better than Lamar Jackson could. That's, I, but I but Lamar's that. the better player. Yes. More talented. Yeah, I'll say Lamar Lamar's won better. MVP. He, yeah. yeah, he's more talented. And Brock may win the MVP. We'll see. We're getting close. Uh, is Deshaun Watson better than Brock? No, no. way. Maybe in his prime. Okay. Is Sorry. Kenny Pickett better than Brock? Uh, yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> no, I think the correct answer is fuck no, uh, but that's the technical term. Is Joe... Is, is Joe Matt Burrow, Canada better than Kyle Shannon? Joe Burrow, yes. Is Joe Burrow yeah, better yeah. than Brock? Yes. I agree. Is Trevor Lawrence better than Brock? No. No. Kev? Mm, yeah. You think he is? I'm going to say Dude, no. I think Trevor Trevor Lawrence is more skilled, but I'd say Brock Purdy is better quarterback right now. Is um, Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew better than Brock? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the real question is Joe Flacco. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> is CJ Stroud better than Brock? Ooh. They just, got, they just got destroyed today by the Jets. Did he get hurt? Because I didn't see yeah. the game. He okay, you guys saw his fantasy also, points. I would love to see what C.J. Stroud could do with Shanahan's offense. So but do you think he's, is, do you think C.J. Stroud is better than Brock? Um, it's That's a close no. one. I can't say. I can't say. I, can't it's say too early now. to tell. It's he too early to tell. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Um, is Ryan Tannehill better than Brock? Oh, no. <laughs> the coach said he was. The coach, no, I'm just no. talking with you. I know you. I know you didn't mean it. Uh, Mahomes is better than Brock. All right. How about yeah. um? How about uh, in Denver? Is is no, Russell Wilson, Wilson, who's a future Hall of Famer, not is he now. better than Brock? 
not not currently no is um justin herbert better than brock i'd say yes no. yes i'd say yes no. but Wait, this so is, this I'll is ask the PR um, people is justin herbert better than brock <laughs> he doesn't want to be on the record either way <laughs> I'm going to say no because I have yet to see him do anything. He's sub I mean, 500. He has the yeah. wor- he has the worst coach in the NFL. He he does. Yeah. Well, okay. if you want to if we want to mm. separate the system from the person or whatever we were talking about earlier, I'd say Justin Herbert over Brock. Yeah. So Kev saying Herbert is. Right? I'm saying Herbert is. talent wise he is, but he doesn't win. Okay, I'll, I'll put Herbert in the yes column. Okay. Uh, but he is sub 500. Is um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo better than Brock? No, I think we all know that. Um, okay, is now we're getting into some tough ones. J- is uh, Dak Prescott better than Brock? No, I don't. I don't think so either. <laughs> no, I'm going to say no. Kev, I think he's the biggest fraud quarterback. He's a to be considered for the MVP. To be considered for the MVP when he was so bad a couple weeks ago. Is, is Jalen Hurts better than Brock? Yeah. You think he is? Yeah. I don't think he yeah. is. You think he is? I think I think Not- Brock would be, be Brock would be wor- worse than Jalen Hurts in the Eagles offense, but Brock would be better than Purdy in the Niners offense. So Brock Kev would be better than yes. Purdy. Brock would be better than Purdy. Oh, sorry. Brock would be better than <laughs> Hertz. And yeah. Her, Hertz Danny? would be better. You're saying Hertz would be better than Purdy if they switched offenses and, and Brock would be less. That's what you're saying, right? Actually, I don't know. I feel like they're really similar. What, I think that's what you're saying, right? Right. Rice says yes. Her, uh, Hertz is better than Brock. Danny, what I mean, are you the, the guy, the guy absolutely showed up when it mattered last year. He had what, like 450 yards and like basically was perfect in the Super Bowl last year. Like I got to give it to the guy. We're going to go present though, in the present today. That is, right now. That is such a tough one. I'm going to go if Purdy had, if Purdy, if Purdy had <laughs> Galen Hurts offensive line, he'd be completing 80% of his passes because <laughs> he wouldn't even be under pressure. So I'm going Purdy. Kev, Hertz, Brock, who's better? Uh, I, I'll say like right now. I'll say I'll say Purdy. I'll say Purdy over Hertz. Right I'm gonna now. say Purdy. Last year, Hertz. We we uh, we we overrule Ryan that one. Okay. Um, Daniel Jones is most definitely not better than Brock. Yeah. Um, the North Carolina rookie from the Commanders. <laughs> oh gosh. What the heck's his name again? Young, Guys, is he Bryce still leading the Howell? Poor, poor Bryce. Sam Howell. Oh, Sam you're, ta- oh, Sam you're talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking. Uh, Sam Howell's not better than Oh, you Brock. said Commanders. I thought you were thinking Carolina. Okay, yeah. Um, Sam Howell most definitely is not better than Brock. All right, now we're going on to Jared Goff. Is Jared Goff better than Brock? No. 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 He's having a good year, but no. Um, is um, Here's one. I was doing a pregame today on 95.7 The Game. And I said, "Give me your, give me your team. That's a, that's a, you know, a really surprise team in the playoffs." And uh, Low Neal went with the Packers. Yeah, Jordan Love. Jordan oh, Love is Jordan, Jordan Love, Love better than Brock? No, you know, he looked good. He looked good last week, but no. Yeah, no. 
Is Justin Fields better than Brock? No. No. Is Matthew Stafford better than Brock? Mm, that's no. a good question. Not at this point. Okay. Ooh, that's is a tough Gino one. or Locke better than Brock? No. I like that. It's kind of a ra- it's kind of a rap. Gino or Locke better than Brock? <laughs> no. <laughs> Gino is, the Rock. Is he better than Brock? Is Kyler, oh. is Kyler better than Brock? No. No. All right. So we have Brock as the we have Brock behind Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, Joe Burrow, and Justin oh. Herbert. That's that makes him sixth. And that I makes would, him sixth. I would, put, I would put him above Herbert. I'd, I put him above Herbert myself. I'd I'd flip them. You'd say he's a top five NFL quarterback. I actually had who are the top, who are the top ones that we said no Lamar. to? Lamar. The top quarterbacks are Mahomes, Josh Allen, no, no, Lamar Jackson. That, that we said that he's better than. The top quarterbacks that we said he's better than. To, or the top quarterbacks that he's better than would be Tua, Rodgers, Lawrence, Stroud, Hurts. Russell Wilson, Hertz, Hertz, Prescott, Stafford, Stafford. I had him above Herbert and Lamar myself. So, because I think, uh, I mean, first of all, you can only, you can't do this based on career achievement. It's got to be who's better right now. I mean, you know, that it's a different debate if you're saying career achievement. One guy's a, you know, second year player and you're comparing him to Aaron Rodgers, who's won a Super Bowl. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson's won a Super Bowl. Stafford has won a Super Bowl. I mean, th- that's those guys in some ways, be, they, they have career achievements that are better than Brock, no doubt, because they've won a Super Bowl. But I, I think that I think you're talking about a, a guy in Brock Purdy that's either that's roughly five or six in the NFL. I don't like I mean, that won a Super Bowl thing. You know why? Why? So did Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson and Dan Marino did not. Nick Foles won too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. But so it, you're saying I, it winning a Super Bowl is not the end all be all. Not the end all be all as far as ranking who's the best better quarterback. But yeah. no, I hear you. Yeah. So I mean, that's where kind of where we're at. So would wow. we all agree that are we all pretty much in agreement that he's basically what would you say? What what could you say and be safe? I would say he's probably he's definitely a top ten quarterback. Hey, RS has got a good comment yeah. that we should talk on that. See that it? one in there? It's uh, this that's one? a good subject. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. minutes remaining, and you're down, down by seven. seven. Who you got? Uh, I'll, t- I'll take Mahomes. Thank you, sir. Two minutes. Today's um, today's player, today's quarterbacks, or all time? No, no, today. I'll take Mahomes. What are you gonna go with Otto Graham or something like that? <laughs> I got Mahomes. <laughs> Some leather helmet guy. Um, Otto. Graham. Mah- Bur- uh, there was a time if we're if we if we are going all time. I mean, and, and I'm not. I don't want to be like you know. Come on, gather around, children. Let me tell you. <laughs> but there was a time in the '80s in early nineties where the Niners could be down in the fourth quarter with like 10 minutes left, anything less than seven. And you could turn it off and know that you would be watching highlights of a Joe Montana led victory. 
that's how good he was coming from behind. Um, so that that's that that was my recollection. But right now, if we actually said, okay, so you're down in a game and you can have anybody leading you back, I guess I'd go with Mahomes, but I probably would hurt with Burrow too. I'd Burrow. I'd go Mahomes or Hurts. I like Hurts this year, especially. Burrow's so cold. Uh, yeah, pretty would be lower down my rankings for that. Well, but we haven't I, really seen him. We've only had one or two chances, right? Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of like the stupid stuff, like when the Warriors were just thrashing everyone, and and people would like bring up like Steph Curry, like buzzer beater stats, and it's like, well, I mean, it's not his fault that they're winning all these games by thirty by points. Like, yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't even get these shots because, or like he doesn't have to like take them from behind. You know? Yeah, because he sat out the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, there's um, something that has to be said for the fact that Purdy has open receivers in every play. He's hitting them. He's making great plays because he's smart. And he's good at passing. But not every quarterback has the has the not every quarterback has the luxury of having Brandon Ayuk Brandon Ayuk open. You know, most plays because Brandon Ayuk's just a great route runner. You know, so like that's why Mahomes is struggling. You know, so it, it really it, I think that's the hardest thing to separate is just the separating the quarterback. From the people around him, because there's a lot, there's ten other guys around him. Dallas should line up right now. They're at the half yard line. They should, tush. they should do the tush push and just. Oh, they would watch this. They will, or it'll be a Dak pass. I would just, just show them, man. Just ten three, huh? Ten three. Yeah, about to be seventeen to three in the next. Uh, looks like they're lining up for it. But I mean, out of you know all, all this debate about you know who was the who was the better quarterback this summer between Trey and Brock, and it's like we got one guy who's the third string guy in Dallas, and we got another guy that we're sitting here in week fourteen going, he's the, he, there's only six quarterbacks in the NFL that are better. I I told you that I told you do they it's like why would you not just run the ball in there? Like I swear they're trying to like stat pad for Dak. You're you're yeah. on the half inch line. I know. <laughs> I have a anytime touchdown. How do you give Ferguson. the MVP to Dak when the Niners hung forty on him? And didn't he throw three interceptions in the in the second half? Yeah, he was terrible. And hit. I mean, I, I have in fantasy like it's it's been awesome, but like all these games where they're up a zillion, like he he's just like they they just keep passing when they're up. It's it's actually crazy. Wow, are they going to stop? This is there? a huge happening if the if the Cowboys get this win. I gave it you know, I mean, this is absolutely huge. I thought he got in. He's in, man. He's over like, the line. Shut up. Shut up, dude. He's in. <laughs> um, I feel okay, like a lot of the that, teams lately have exposed their weaknesses, except for the Niners and the Cowboys. Like right now, he, they the Niners and the Cowboys are the best. I don't fear the Cowboys at all. Atlanta 3 became a YouTube member. Thank you, Atlanta 3. Always give a little clap for... The brand new YouTube members. Thank you for being a member. We're releasing. Of the oh, I should, we should say that we're releasing videos earlier for YouTube members. That's what we're doing. Say that again, Kevin. Uh, new feature on YouTube. If you, you become a member, if you become a member of the Krug Show, you're going to get videos earlier than non-members. Reg- yeah. Some most of, like, most of the videos that we. It depends. Like after, like the clips of the show will come out earlier, and like the certain certain things that we schedule out, we'll get immediately, basically. Gaza says, how can you compare Brock Purdy, who still hasn't played a a full season of games? He has, actually, with quarterbacks who have played 
multiple seasons and in some instances MVP awards. It's kind of like uh, comparing Shohei Otani his first year to guys that played five years, and you say, "Well, Shohei, how can you say he's the best player?" <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's two different things. I mean, there's the lifetime achievement award, which in that case, then you'd have to take Aaron Rodgers and put him on this list. Right. Aaron Rodgers is an, ahead of all these guys for the most part, right? Isn't he? Every, every one of them, except well, maybe, maybe the Mahomes. Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes by the way, got multiple yeah, rings. Yeah. You guys have an announcement to make too, don't you, Larry? A winner. Didn't you say? Dan is a winner, ladies and gentlemen. I just want everybody to know that Danny is a winner. Congratulations, Dan, for being a tremendous winner. I mean, Dan is Thank has you. won. And I thought since what you were talking won? members, I thought you were going to do your winner award there. Well, that's true. Kev, do you want to announce the winner of our contest? No, I think you should do it. I would, but I wrote it down on a piece of paper. Now I can't find the piece of paper. <laughs> Put text it to him in the chat, in the in the private chat. <laughs> um, hold on a second. God damn it. Excuse me. Um, we have a winner. For the and and for the Jersey Award, the Jersey it's David Rich. Is that his name? No, Adam. 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 Adam Rich. Adam Rich is the winner of our Jersey you Award. You should do it like a uh, a Lee Hacksaw Hamilton, though. Our winner. Let's pull it out of the hopper. <laughs> we pull it out of the hopper, and it's Adam Rich from Encinitas. And it's unbelievable. He just moved from Chula Vista and he's down there in Encinitas living to the, listening to the mighty 690. <laughs> All right. Adam Rich, though, has won a, and he gets his choice, right, Kev, of a Bosa jersey or a Purdy jersey? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Look Are at those that. Uh, autographed? No, no. No. <laughs> Oh, but it's but it's better. It's it's in his size. So if you know, hey, that, that's worth some money if the, those are autographed. Well, that'd be incredible if it was autographed. Uh, Carlos M says Herbert Lawrence have stronger arms, but they're not better than Brock. Herbert I mean, in in Lawrence. I mean that that's the thing. I mean it's like, wait a second. I mean if we're gonna say that that Herbert is better than Brock. Isn't that a projection based on his stature? So if we're going to say Herbert's better than Brock, it almost seems like we should be saying that Lawrence is better than Brock. You mean you mean, you mean stature you. that he's that he's six six and Brock looks like uh, six like he's just demute. Well, that's why I paused on Lawrence. I meant diminutive. Diminutive. You mean, are you saying that? Yeah, demute. demute. I'm, I'm going to mute myself on that one. That is bad. You don't even have I to mute me. I'm just going to mute my mic right now. I, maybe that'll the be the next question gotta... for Kyle during the press conference. Um, Hey, Kyle, what's it like having a quarterback that's kind of demute? Excuse me? What? <laughs> Who? What? Uh, sorry, that was Dan Coach Emilio's question. Um, No, but I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Carlos says Herbert and Lawrence have stronger arms, but they're not better. And I would, I would kind of agree. Those guys are the fit. Can we not separate the physical prototype from better? I mean, can't you say that Herbert has more potential or that Lawrence has more potential? Like if you're going to look at Herbert and say that he's better then that he's sub 500. 
don't you have to project Lawrence as being better too? To me, oh, yeah. it's it's well, you've got to have one or they're either got... best, they're either both better or they're both worse. Okay, but the record uh, thing, it's like he got drafted onto a team that was drafting the fourth pick overall. Brock Purdy got drafted to a team that just went to the Super Bowl two years ago and has the best roster in the NFL. So it's more like if you put them on the same team, who's who's winning more games with the same team? Because you can't because you can't I'm look. D- at I'm just saying. Target. I mean, Herbert. I mean, we can't pretend that Lawrence doesn't have weapons. He's got Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, uh, Evan Ingram, uh, Travis Etienne. I mean, those are these guys are those are good weapons. We can't pretend that Herbert doesn't have good weapons. I mean, Keenan Allen is badass. Yeah, and when they Mike have Williams, Williams and Eckler, Eckler, Gerald Everett. I mean, you tell me that they he, those guys aren't good weapons. Those are good weapons. Uh, I'm I'm a way. big uh, Trevor Lawrence hater. So yeah, I I, I current I actually just don't like Lawrence at all. Uh, I also think like Herbert, Herbert, at least like you can kind of tell he processes well. I don't think that Trevor Lawrence processes well at all. Oh, and he also, I've seen yeah. him so many times, like they, they get into like, you know, they get in the red zone and he just sucks at punching it in. Um, he yeah. sucks at no, throwing touchdowns. But yeah. Herbert, I mean, Herbert, I, I, I bought into the Herbert backlash when like, I think about like, what, maybe a year and a half ago when you started the show, Larry, right? Mm-hmm. Well, March, like, March of uh, 2022. And like we, we had Jordan Elliott on who's like a super smart guy. Yeah. And a good football, smart guy. And uh, he, he said that he thinks that Herbert is the best quarterback in the NFL. And it's like, like those were the kind of takes that like got me off the Herbert stuff. But I mean, you should have seen I Jim still, Druckenmiller, man. I don't know. I, I, I Herbert's just still so nice. a howitzer. I, I agree um, though. There is something about Lawrence that like he has the same skills that Herbert has, but he doesn't. He doesn't process as well. He makes more mistakes that you make you go like, wait, this guy's not the generational player that he was supposed to be. So I agree. But well, I, I think you... Herbert. I was gonna say I think Herbert. I think Herbert. If you put him on the same team, would perform slightly better. How do you think Brock would do if if he was the Jets quarterback right now? See, I've heard a lot of people kind of make this argument that oh, if you took Brock and put him on a bad team, that team would be better if you put him on a bad team. Have to That's, be. I mean, he, he you know he knows how to play the position. Well, he gets rid of the ball. He gets he gets his reads, and he and he and he knows how to evade. Uh, he processes the ball comes out on time with accuracy. He knows yeah. where to go with it. I mean, let's let's be honest here. How many how many twenty three year old quarterbacks can you not blitz? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, when you when he get blitzed, he's last week against Philly when he got blitzed, he was ten for ten, ten for ten with a perfect quarterback rating of 158.3. How many 23-year-old quarterbacks that when you're sitting there going, all right, guys, we're going to try to beat this guy this week, what are we going to do? 99.9% of all um, you know, scouts or coaching staffs would be like, man, we just got to speed him up. We got to blitz him. We got to make him uncomfortable. We got to move him off the spot. We got to put a lot of pressure on him. Not this guy. This guy, you'd be better off rushing him with four, dropping seven, trying to play man-to-man, trying to hug up tight coverage. Uh, because if you give him a defined read pre-snap, he knows where to go with the ball, and he just goes there with it. I mean, I, I don't, you know, 
it's, I mean, I can't think of too many young quarterbacks that you could just say, well, you know, yeah, he's 23, but you can't blitz this guy. I mean, I, I just want to make the point to- that like perception is everything. Like if, if the night or those jets are what four and nine, if Brock Purdy was on the jets and they were say nine and four, that people would be like Brock Purdy is really good, but there, there's no chance in hell he would be in the top ten category, like top ten QB vote. It, it, he would be like, oh, maybe he's top fifteen. There was no chance in hell he'd be in the MVP like race. It's all about like the team that you're on that helps. So like Brock Purdy may be a great quarterback, but like he definitely has to benefit from the team that he's on. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, and that and that's tr- that's a that's true of every good quarterback yeah. that's winning. I mean, obviously. A, a great quarterback can't do it without any weapons. I mean, we saw Brady, even though he was 41 and he was, you know, the year before he was what, uh, or I guess was it year before that he won the Super Bowl, but he was um, still great. If he was on the Niners, he would have done a lot better last year than he would have been with, with Tampa. But I, I also think like Brady proved like obviously he he's to like a completely different level where he can like switch teams and stuff like that. But I think that there's a little bit too much of that NBAification of like, oh, you know, well, if you put that guy in that uniform and this guy on that team, like didn't we see it with like Deshaun Watson? I mean, we would have all like bet our lives that that guy truly was a top five quarterback in the league. <laughs> the guy was the guy was freaking awesome. And he leaves that situation and I mean, he's just been bizarrely bad in Cleveland. And what everyone's saying is like, he, the guy can't process like worth a lick. And like in, in Houston, they would just throw him in shotgun and he'd kind of just cook back there. Um, and he looks great with all his physicality and all that stuff. But um, on the Browns, like they kind of run a similar thing to the Shanahan where it's a, you know, run first and QB under center. And he, he just can't do it. You can't hang with it. Gaza says for a while, Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson were two of the best quarterbacks in football. Nick Foles was a Super Bowl MVP. So, you know, I mean, uh, Jesse Wade here says, um, you heard my boy Michael Miller. Brock Purdy is the number one quarterback in the NFL. I mean, th- there, you know, there's a days said, who cares who's better than who? He is good for us. There is a point to like, it doesn't really matter. Like he's doing sure. as good of yeah. a job exactly. as like literally as possible. So, like, I don't even know, like, how you could improve on, like, how good he's doing. Like, when you look at all his stats and stuff, like, if you put Mahomes here, like, what? Would there be a little more rushing and, like, yeah. 15 more no. yards a game? I don't I don't know. All right, I hope people don't think I'm I'm hating on Brock. Like, I think he's the franchise quarterback of the future. He's he's their guy, and he, he played why amazing. You, why do you got to hate him? <laughs> why are you hating, Kev? Yeah, why, why do you got to be such a hater? <laughs> well, I saw a few people say, why is this guy hating so hard? I, I've literally, I love the guy. He's awesome. I was just, I was just trying to love the guy. The guy's a great guy. It's bizarre. He's a great guy. He's he's super humble. His teammates love him. Um, You know, he's tough. You saw him run last week in Philly, kind of ran over a couple of guys. Um, The the guys believe in him. He's, he's not one of these, look at me, look at me kind of guys. Uh, He's a, he's a, I think he's a really good leader. I mean, it's, Let's be honest, man. That's found. That's found, Brock Purdy is the equivalent of walking down the street, and oh, look at that! There's a hundred dollar bill. Oh, I thought you were going to sing "Pretty Woman," Larry. There's there's a hundred dollar bill. I just found a hundred dollar bill out of nowhere. It was it was blowing on the street. That's what Brock Purdy is. 
He's like found money. Like what? You got to be kidding me. I found a hundred bucks today. That's where the Niners are. Oh, he's, Here's, he's more like finding the, the interesting debate yeah. would be this. Where, where would we be right now? And what kind of discussion would be going on right now? Brock Purdy didn't exist. Trey Lance <laughs> is not. Trey Lance is not good. Jimmy Garoppolo is not here. I mean, if Trey Lance were really good, he'd be the backup in Dallas right now, right? Don't you think? With how shitty just, the quarterback play is, like across the league, like it's, it's yeah, nobody it's wanted him. Oof. Nobody wanted Trey. That's why I said Purdy. Purdy's not a hundred dollar bill on, walking across the street, or you found in the street. He's a million dollar check that you found in a bush because he he <laughs> literally saved your ass because the, Trey Lance was was coming to not Sam Darnold would be starting right now. Most yeah. Likely. By the way, I was I, I I was watching the quarterbacks warm up on the sidelines. Think about this for a second. Think about the 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 things that we accept as normal in in uh, in in sports. The sport is rough, right? They, I've heard people compare playing quarterback in the NFL to standing on a freeway as cars go by at 65 miles an hour because the guy, the D linemen are so destructive that if a gigantic, fast defensive tackle rampages you and sacks you, that you're basically crushed. And yet, when they warm up on the sideline, not only does Brock, Brock throws the ball to Darnold, but he doesn't throw it to Darnold. He throws it to a guy who catches it, flips it to Darnold, who then throws it back, not to Brock, but to a guy who is standing next to Brock, who catches it and flips it to Brock. We're so worried that these awesome pro athletes are going to what? Break a finger on a sideline warm-up pass? I mean, doesn't that seem like a contradiction? I mean, it's one thing, too, to be like, oh, man, we, we don't want Brock to get hurt in some freak accident on the sideline. But we're worried about Sam Darnold has to have a guy catching for him. Well, he's six four two thirty. Yeah, it's kind of a funny thing. I mean, it's not like he's not like these guys are catching Nolan Ryan. You know what I mean? There, it's we're talking about a football pass in a warm up on the sideline during a timeout, and yet they both neither quarterback can catch. They only can throw. The thing is with that, I mean, I I remember that all the way back in high school. You just don't want your quarterback to get his thumb jammed by you know, I know. I, we all get it but i mean but, so yeah. we're gonna protect him like unbelievably against a thumb jam but then he's gonna run out there and get <laughs> get keyholed by like you know chris jones you know and get somebody's gonna bounce on top of him. yeah cosman cody codes says um he's become a youtube member there you go cosman welcome aboard we're glad to have you my friend uh we got this one from daza he says, swap C.J. Stroud and Brock Purdy. Same results. If you put if you put C.J. Stroud here, would he just be doing exactly the same thing? If you put C, if you put Brock on the Texans, would he be doing exactly the same thing? Well, he's got the same offense. He doesn't, and he's got great weapons. He's got Collins. He until last week he had Tank Dell, and he's had Brown, and and uh, same offense. 49ers, uh Bobby Slovil, or is that how you say it? Uh, Slovic, yeah. Um, I think Brock is further along, and here's why. Brock played four years at Iowa State. The guy has played quarterback. I don't know when he started playing quarterback, probably his freshman year or even before, but that many games at quarterback and that many defenses, and, you know, yes, Stroud played in the 
in the Big Ten and and Brock was in the Big Twelve. But come on, he's got probably what two more years of college experience behind center than than Stroud, maybe twenty five games more. That's a lot of experience, and Brock's reading and seeing all kinds of defenses. I think Brock, I think Stroud has the potential to surpass Brock, but Brock is more um, Thank you. refined right now. I mean, there's no doubt he's a little bit more refined right now, but I mean, um, you know, it's like you've got, you, you get one guy's a rookie and the next guy's a second year guy. That's the thing. I thought Richard Sherman's comments the other day on Twitter, or at least that I saw on X, were were better. Were one of the better things that I've seen. Where he said, "Hey, look, there, there, people are breaking this guy down like he's a fifth or sixth year guy. This guy's a second year quarterback. He should be compared to you know Matt Corral and Desmond Ritter and you Jordan know, Love or something. Oh, yeah, Jordan Love and all that. the yeah. real young guys. Instead." You're comparing him to everybody in the league and just being, he's not this guy, he's not that guy. Isn't it sort of like we're comparing a second grader to a fifth grader? I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, there is a learning process. Like I would, you know, last year I was comparing uh, Hertz to Purdy because they are the same height, the same weight, the same measurables, the same, they've got like 40 different similarities. And there were people that were just losing their mind. But, Hertz was having a, the best year of his career in his third year. Brock was a, a surprise starter who got thrown onto the field without knowing he was going to play in week 13 as a rookie. And it was like, guys, can we not project a little bit down the road some improvement on the rookie quarterback? J49 says his bet is made. Dallas leading 17 3. 17 6 now. 17 6. His okay. bet is made. What is that? Is that Kev? Uh, that's a me reference. Is that a yeah, reference to Kev? Is your so, bed made there? Yeah, it's made. It is? Look at you. Made it right. Oh, mine's, mine's not. Because he's at home. He's at home now from college. So he, mom runs a tight ship. Ah. So, so my next question is like, how, how does Brock like not win the MVP? Because at this point, like, I, I don't know. After, who, it depends on what Jack does. Uh, it's just tough because I guess Dak will probably get a bump if they end up blowing out the Eagles like it kind of looks like. I could see the discourse with Tyreek Hill starting if he has a crazy Monday, but that would be like that would be super whack because they would never give it to Tyreek Hill in a year where it was like a Mahomes or an Allen was at the top. Did you see the deal today? I don't know. You probably didn't, Larry, because you were at the game, but they did a little thing down Lombard Street and each oh, yeah. curve. They showed Brock number one in this, number one in this, number one in this, number one in this, and then they put MVP question mark. Did you see any needles or feces to make it realistic? <laughs> Here's a real San Francisco street. Gosh. <laughs> Look at him dodge this this needle. Look, he almost stepped in human feces, but he didn't because he's got great footwork. Yeah, Farhan was like. Uh, we would have had Shohei if they didn't have that debate between Newsom and DeSantis when DeSantis pulled the poop map out of San Francisco. <laughs> is that what cost the Giants Shohei? Is DeSantis's map of crap? Yeah, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Otani said, "Oh no, oh no." 
Um, Jim Molay's in the house. Molay's getting married, everybody. All right. Jimmy. Jimmy's getting married. I believe it's going to be on a Wednesday night. I can't wait. Did you get another C note for 30,000 from Jimmy? Jimmy, that's right, Jimmy. We're at a scene. We're at, we're at thirty grand. That means by my our calculations, you owe us three thousand dollars. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I would never shame Jimmy into into giving me cash. Uh, but when I see him face to face, I will. Um, Jimmy says number one in long downfield receptions. Who would have thought that? Besides Kruger, that is. Who would have thought that? To- his yards per attempt is like so far. Uh, it's like solid, like two yards above number two. Like it's it's crazy. Jimmy says, "Cheers, brother." LOL. Seriously, and now people in the chat are saying, "Congrats to Mole." Yeah, Mole, we're glad you found happiness, brother. Get married. Way it. to go, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> always we got this one from MJ. He says, "Larry, did you guys ever go to the wedding that you were invited to in the chat?" No, we didn't go. We didn't go. Oh, D shot. I am the kind of guy that would go, though. Come on, D shot. He says, R I rest in peace. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Uh, Soul certifies this. Congrats, bro. (laughs) Yeah, look at this one. Bang, bang, 49er gang. Don't do it, Jim. Buy a dog. (laughs) Oh, that ain't right. That is not not right. That is not right. Um, Thank you, sir. So, guys, really good win tonight or today for the 49ers. I mean, if if I had to say to you, if you were giving out a game ball, who are you giving your game ball to? I mean, this might be the toughest game ball to award of all time. Why? Because Purdy Purdy completed 70%. He threw for 368 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the one pick. Ayuk had six for 126. Debo had seven for 149 and a touchdown. Uh, CMC, and a rushing touchdown. And a rushing touchdown. That's right. CMC had 16 for 145 and averaged over nine yards a carry. Kittle had a great touchdown as well where the guy held him and he still scored. He had three catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then defense, I mean, you know, thir- on on. You know, defense, I mean, you know, the 49ers may force Seattle to go two for 11 on third down conversions. That was incredible. I thought you could give it to Kinlaw for the way he stepped in and played without Armstead. Um, Greenlaw is a freaking warrior. That guy went down with a hip injury. I asked him, I said, Dre, what happened on the uh, on the hip? And he's like, friendly fire, man. Fred caught me. I mean, that's the other thing about football. You know, you can get, I saw that. You see that Fred, Fred, I didn't see it. What did it look like, Danny? Well, he got, looked like he got hit right in the thigh. Uh, Just maybe above above the pad. His leg was up in the air. And then as he was going for the tackle, that was the play that um, was that Walker when he was running back. And I think it was, was, I think it was Walker when he was running sideline to sideline on that one play, they were chasing him. And you reverse field, and uh, he was uh, Dre was coming to r- full right at him, and then he just hit uh, Fred and just hit him right in the. Th- you could see he's just got a probably a bad Charlie horse, is my guess. Yeah, I said Dre, how many how many injuries you got right now? 
I, I, you know, you got the shoulder, you got the ankle, you got the thigh, you got, he's like, oh man, I'm losing track. I'm losing track. That's how many injuries he's carrying around. Um, by the way, quick mention here on the show, we probably should mention this. Um, this week, obviously I'm here at Levi's, um, but next week the Niners play at the Cardinals and we will be right here. Join us. December 17th at the watch party. We're going to have the pig and a pickle watch party, 341 Corte Madera Town Center in Corte Madera. So if you're in Northern California, if you're in the Bay Area, um, or if, heck, you want to fly in for the festivities, you're more than welcome. We're going to all convene. You paying, you paying for my flight, Larry? <laughs> I'll pay for your barbecue. <laughs> I'll pay for your, I'll, I'll buy you a beer. All right. um, but we're going to do a watch party for the Cardinal game next week, and we're going to do the post game show from Pig and a Pickle. And where's it and- at? It's at 341 Corte Madera Town Center in Corte Madera, California. Yeah, what's December. the name of the place, though? Pig in a Pickle. No, what's it called? Pig in a Pickle. No, it's Pig in a Pickle. How do you Pig do that? Pig in a Pickle. There we oh, go. I can do it in my Trent Balky voice. Join us. I want you guys all to join Lowry at Pig in a Pickle. And, and I'll tell you, I went to, I had a pig when I was growing up. And then, you know what happened? towards acl and then they put that thing down but i'll tell you i'm a big fan of charlotte's web because of that goddamn pig and i'm a big fan of oh. the pickle i really like the pig in a pickle no, but december 17th we'll be there the niners play at one i think we're going to be there around noon it closes at eight it's going to be an open house if you ever been out to the court of madera they're at 341 court of madera town center it's in marin we're going to do a watch party next Sunday and um, everybody, you know, I mean, it's going to, it's the 17th of December, right? And we're going to be there all day um, having barbecue, watching the Niners and the Cardinals, enjoying ourselves, but it's a big time mall. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's a, it, it's a great mall. And obviously it's December 17th. So it's one of the last shopping days, weekend shopping days before Christmas. So, you know, stop by, say hello, have some barbecue, maybe have a little lunch, uh, maybe have a beer, go Christmas shopping if you want. Maybe you want to come back and watch us do a little bit of the post game. Uh, it's going to be great. It's not the hugest restaurant, so we're trying to limit it. How many people is? What's the limit, Kev? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't, well, I, don't know I, I would say I would say the restaurant can't take more than a hundred. So, um, but by but the stop by, uh, say hello, have a beer, have some barbecue. Um, say hi to Damon and Mary. Get the brisket. Don't get let the that brisket stop chili. You. Don't let that stop you from coming because I don't think we have like a registered hundred people coming. So I wouldn't. No, no, we don't. Tell we, people, you know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, don't come because don't not come because it's gonna be too packed. And Dallas they have an outside patio. Um, they have heat lamps, I believe, outside. Um, so hang out, come hang out with us. On uh, I'll be there. Kev will be there. Uh, Rye, you're more than invited, more than welcome. I know you're down in South, Southern Cal, but if you're up here, uh, you, you know, because I know your parents are up here. If you're if you're up here that weekend next Sunday. You're more than welcome. I'll, I'll buy you a beer, buy you some barbecue, and we'd love to see you. Danny, if you're in town, I'd love to see you as well. And anybody who's a fan of the show or just a, been a fan of uh, of what we've done over the last couple of years, this is the first meet and greet that we've done. Um, they've been very, very fun. I did one with Damon at a place in the city, and it was a lot of fun. So 
anyway, it's going to be real casual. We're just going to have a little barbecue, drink some beer, watch the Niners, and we'll do the postgame show. So if you're up here and you want to join us, uh, please do. We'd love to uh, we'd love to see all of you guys. What a strike by Dak, a half-yard pass. Another- I did, okay, that's what – sorry, I almost What's had to interrupt you. Oh, Larry, so it's 23-6, to six, but that was oh classic. God. It was – got it to Brandon Cooks. They were literally on the inch, inch line, first yeah. and goal on the inch – and they just go shotgun Dak, tries to throw a fade over the guy's head. Then they just don't even think about it. No, no, we're not running the ball. They, they, another shotgun play, and they just were, get cooked. Were they out of timeouts? I know there was only 25 seconds. Were they out of timeouts? Is that why they were throwing? No, they, they just throw because, because Dak, uh, they want to get Dak his stats and they want to get him the MVP on Sunday night football. Jeez. Are you, would you be more afraid if, if I told you? The Niners had to play one of these two teams here at Levi's to go to the Super Bowl. The Eagles or the Cowboys? Who do you want? Despite despite this result going on here, I still want the Cowboys. Oh, I'm getting dunked on. I guess they were out of timeouts. All right, fair. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who do you guys want? If it came down to the Niners had to go through either, you know, had to play Dallas or Philly to go to the Super Bowl. Who would you rather play? Um, Dallas. You know, that's tough. The only reason I hesitate with Dallas is I know we have their number, but it's it's getting to the point where they're getting better and they're going to, you know, that that factor of wanting. Are they getting better or are they just playing bad teams? I think they're getting better. I think they're getting better. No, they're going to get stomped by the Bills next week. I hope. I hope. I mean, either either one would be not an easy, but I think uh, I think Dallas is better defensively than the Eagles are. I think Dallas is, but the, I think I think that Dallas could be more manhandled physically than Philly. Kev, who would you rather play? I feel like quarterback play gets a little bit more important come playoff time. I think I, I would be a little bit more afraid of Jalen Hurts than I would of Dak Prescott. So I would I would say I'd ra- I would least or I'd rather face the Cowboys than the Eagles. Um we got this one from Daza. Would you pay Brock Purdy 45 million per year because if he's the franchise you eventually will have to and then you won't have the talent around him. I mean ultimately there is no choice. I mean you're going if the guy is your franchise quarterback that he's going to get franchise quarterback money. Right. So you're going to have to pay him. You're going to have to pay him. So you're simply going to have to, this is, I'm going to make a prediction here. So everyone's going to be super hyped up on the, on the Cowboys, obviously like as you should, I guess um, after this game, but what's going to happen with Philly is Philly is just in a tough stretch right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they even lose at the Seahawks. Um, but this is just kind of their three game skit. Like they've still been so impressive this year. And then they finish the season with giants, Cardinals, yeah. giants. Right. So like they're going to just have a real, they're going to have a nice three wins in a row. Then they're going to, they're going to be able to get a little healthier. Meanwhile, the Cowboys finish the season after this win tonight, they're going to have to go all the way to Buffalo play. Oh, at it's, Buffalo. At Buff- it's at Buffalo. It's at Buffalo. Then they're going to have to go at, uh, the Dolphins, who have a very tough home field, and then it, they have a home game versus the Lions, and then at Commanders. Uh, so I think I think Dallas gets beat up, and I still think Philly wins the division. And yep, 
you know, you'd rather play Dallas in the playoffs. So I think it'll end. uh, I think I'm I'm hoping, but I think it will work out this way. Niners one, Eagles two, Detroit three, and whoever the heck wins the NFC South, who cares for, and then Dallas five. And I think, uh, I don't know what the Rams' schedule is, but they seem like a team that could sneak in at six or seven. And the other team is either going to be, I think, Green Bay or Minnesota. Woodpit 420 says we'll beat either team. Uh, Geo here says I'd rather play Philly in the playoffs. Really? I think I'd rather play Dallas. Let me ask you guys this. Is Dallas getting better or is Dallas playing nobodies? I think they're getting better. I really do. I mean, they're, they're, um, their offense has definitely gotten better. Um, no visor for Sirianni, huh? I mean, Brandon Cooks is helping out with the, you know, he's, he's coming around, which is allowing, CD to dominate and oh I got my Uber Eats at the door here. Hold on. Oh look at you. You're like a teenager. <laughs> Susan D. Are you gonna do like your Dan do a do a do like your individual handshake like the guys does in the commercial? Have you guys seen that where the guy does like a little hit there like doing a hand deal? Like you guys see that? It's like well, I guess you don't no. have to be there. Uh, Susan D says Dallas is due to beat us. If you're going by the odds, I don't, I don't know. Do you buy that? No, not with Dak. Dak is so in his own head. That's like this game. I expected it was either going to be a Dallas blowout or if it was close, Philly was going to win. And it looks like it's Dallas. Bruce Arce's Cowboys Niners are in Dak's head. They, you know what? The Cowboys are going to get lucky though. If they're end up, if they end up not winning the division, that first game for them, they're just going to get to play the NFC South winner. Like that's just going to be, it's going to be a cupcake, even though it's a road game. G Martinez says Dallas is playing good, guys. You can see it. We still, we still their daddies though. <laughs> it's like Pedro. Uh, if the Niners did get the one seed. And Dallas was in the uh, five seed and beat the four seed, assuming Philly beats um, the two Seattle. seed. They would play, say, whatever, the seven. That would put the Niners against Dallas the first game. Yeah. What do you think, Kev? Is, is, Dallas getting be- is Dallas getting better, or are they just playing kind of mediocre teams? I think you have to say they're getting better. How, 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 what else would they be getting? They're getting worse. I don't, I don't think they're getting well, worse. Well, you know, they, they could just be playing bad teams. I mean, run they're down their the schedule. Eagles. Who have they beaten? Who have they beaten since the Niners beaten them? Beat them. Who does, who's, who's, the only who team that beat with a winning record at the time was Seattle. Now Seattle has a losing record. Yeah. So this will be their first uh, above 500 they, victory. They beat the Chargers, the Rams. The Chargers was a life and death game that could have gone either direction. Yep. Facts. That was the national TV lo- game. Lost to the Eagles in the close one in November. Beat the Giants. Beat the Panthers. Beat the Commanders. Beat the. Seahawks. But wait, the Giants are atrocious. The Panthers are the worst team in football. The Commanders were. What was the score of that game? They they kind of own the Commanders. Forty five huh? ten. Forty five ten. And then they beat the Seahawks, and they're beating the Eagles. 
Yeah. So, so I mean, we'll maybe. see. That's the answer. Yeah, we'll I mean, see now. Like, because they have Bills, Dolphins, Lions, which is kind of a gauntlet. I don't think I've ever heard more gauntlet talk than this year. Between the Philly gauntlet and the Niners bird gauntlet, and now Dallas has a gauntlet at the end of the year. It's Seriously. the season of the gauntlet. It's it's all about gauntlets and standing on business. That's what it is. And he's him. Yeah, and he's oh, him. Yeah. We'll we'll see if, if he's the not him. Stand on business. That's what that. And then if they do, then we might have to start giving Dak his flowers. Will um. <laughs> Who's that? Who's Dak the uh, stands on business? We're giving him flowers. Who's the Nick Wright? Will Nick Wright give Brock his flowers tomorrow? No, he's going to spend the whole show talking about LeBron's little NBA Cup MVP. That's <laughs> that's that's his own, that's the only it's the only thing Biggest he can nothing do burger of all time. I know. I, know. I was I was shocked to see like big people in the media going. This this is what does it. It's like what the in season tournament that no one gives yeah. a shit about. Is the is the thing that puts them over MJ? They beat like, really. They, they beat the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, and the Pacers, and, 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 and he's such a wonderful guy because he did it for the young guys because they don't have enough money and that five hundred thousand. He's, he's a true hero. He was he was totally right. he did it all he's for a the selfless young guys. human being. Yeah. Um, Bazzy Mian says the Eagles are frauds. He says they should have lost against KC, Buffalo, and Dallas. Their defense is on major fraud alert right now. Thank you. I think both has of these defenses how, are a little fraudy. Has anyone got an eye out for a Shaq Leonard? Is he doing anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed this. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share the screen. You're gonna you're you guys are gonna be amazed. You know, you think um you think of the NFL. And how cutthroat the NFL is, right? It's just so cutthroat. It's like if you you either do or you don't, right? You either make plays or you don't. And it's like you know, some guys, you know, it's not like the NBA or MLB where everybody's got a guaranteed deal. And it's like if you don't play good, you're 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 gone. You know, you're you're absolutely finished. Last week there was that play in the game where Debo ran the tunnel screen and you guys saw the tunnel screen, right? That Debo ran. Are you talking about Nicholas Morrow? who got cut. No, I'm talking about Luther, uh, Christian Ellis who got cut. Oh, that's, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Ellis. Christian Ellis took some bad steps and here it is. Basically. I'm going to put this up here. I'm going to share the screen. I'm going to show you this guy. This is how this is how brutal the NFL is. This is just an incredibly brutal thing. Um, Niners Eagles last week. The Niners throw the tunnel screen to Debo. And here we go. Here it is. Okay. And he's gone. Oh boy, look at that linebacker chasing him like it's his life depends on it. You know why? Because his pro football life did depend on it. They cut him. Here it is again. Linebackers up top, a little fake to Christian, takes three wrong steps. Now he's chasing it from behind, and he doesn't quite get him. And he's wearing number 53. And tonight, wearing number 53 is Shaq Leonard. Uh, That's how brutal is that? 
That's that's the difference between the NFL and the NBA and MLB. Yeah, that's true. If he makes this tackle, he's probably a hero or whatever. He's got a he's got a paycheck for another week. Instead, he doesn't make that tackle. And look, look at me. He goes one, two, three, four, five wrong steps up. Debo's going the other way. Get back, get back, get back. Can't get back. Three days later, Shaq Leonard's wearing your number and you've got you're on yeah. the unemployment it's line. It's not like you can go to the G League or down to AAA. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, I got to go find a job. Dude, isn't that brutal? I mean, think yeah. how Shanahan designed that play and Christian carried <laughs> out that that fake. And now that guy doesn't doesn't have a gig. Loses yeah. his job. How about that whole de- just the Eagles defense? Because the Niners went six straight touchdowns versus them to end, end the, the game. Pats claimed him. What's that? Uh, you know how like the Niners went six straight touchdowns to end the game versus the Philly D. They've now gone touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown. That's that's like ten drives in a row, and they've allowed a touchdown on all of them except for one in which they allowed a field goal. To me, I mean, what I see with Philadelphia is a team that. You know, you you lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You replaced him with Avante Maddox. You tried to trade for Patrick Sertan. You couldn't do it. Now you've got guys like Blankenship in your secondary. Blankenship is not C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They lost Hargrave. Jalen Carter's monster, but uh, the Niners had a much better plan to block Hassan Reddick. Carter was very, very quiet. The Eagles linebackers are totally ordinary. Their safeties are totally ordinary. They they lost both of their coordinators. I mean, I think you could almost say that Sirianni deserves coach of the year for them being 10-1 and one or whatever it was. That's a good – I like that, Zag. Um, it, it is also like with the tush push gone next year and all of a sudden Jalen Hurts' salary is going to really – start mattering like this is kind of their year like if they don't they don't figure shit out this year like they're gonna be in a tough spot uh we welcome in the great john dickinson from from formerly of 95 7 the game now working for kmbr 680 the sports leader who jd's in the house jd what'd you think of the win tonight hell of a win I mean, explosive play after explosive play after explosive play. I mean, this team is just nothing but explosive plays. Tonight or this afternoon, you know, they didn't have the long, extended, kill the clock, take 10 minutes off drives. But who needs that when you can go three plays and and move it down the field? And Purdy's making deep throws and McCaffrey's breaking off runs. And, I mean, they, they just have this thing dialed. Made the adjustment on DK Metcalf. Looked a little vulnerable on defense but made enough plays offensively to where once they got the lead they were able to do enough defensively to to keep the Seahawks at, at bay but just a, a hell of a win in what could have been kind of a kind of a letdown game and the legend of Brock Purdy continues to grow when you start looking at, at his numbers and the conversation about him being in the in the MVP race on a night now where the Niners it's looking like they're going to find themselves atop the NFC if uh, Dallas can can continue what they've been doing to Philadelphia. I know there's so many different things we want to get your thoughts on, but first, first of them, why don't we start with Purdy? It, would you give him the MVP? I mean, he threw for his highest yardage total tonight. He spread the ball around. He had 200 yard receivers. Uh, he moved incredibly well in the pocket. We were talking before about that that pass to Ayuk. Um, in the third quarter where he moved incredibly well in the prop pocket and threw it downfield to him for a big gainer on the first play of the drive. Who gets your MVP vote? I think at the end of the night, 
it's going to have to be Brock Purdy as the leader in the in the clubhouse through these you know, first 13 games because I, I tend – and everybody looks at it a little bit differently. I don't know how you guys look at it. I tend to look at it as best player, best team. And and so I usually, when I go through start to, starting to look at the MVP, I, I think of – I go to the standings first and foremost. And so – if the Niners are the number one seed in the NFC, and I was just looking at the AFC, you know, Baltimore is, is at the top right now in the AFC. I don't think, you know, Kansas, I, I'm not going with a Tua. I'm not going with, you know, anybody at Mahomes or anybody with, with the, you know, se- somewhat disappointing season that they've had. Uh, I'm, I'm not going with Jalen Hurts at this point. I'm not going with Dak, although I do think Dak is probably pushing his way up the, the charts given the season that he's had since the 49ers throttled him here back in October. So I, I think it's, and then you also have to look at the split vote as far, like I, I think you could have made the case a couple of weeks ago that Christian McCaffrey on the 49, well, he's been the guy that's made it all go. And I think through the first five game winning streak that this team had it, I would have rolled with McCaffrey, even though Purdy was, was pretty good. This last five-game winning streak, I think I'm rolling with Purdy, and and his numbers keep getting better and better, and they have the big win in Philadelphia, and he puts up a lot of the numbers that he does in the game today. I mean, the the yards per attempt and the the air yards, and you know every single little thing that that anybody can look at to try and take his game down, he's just bouncing back and putting it right back in. Oh, oh, now what? Now now what about? my air yards average. Now what about my overall yards per play average? Now what about my total yards? Now what about my touchdown pass? Like it just, he just keeps checking every box. So at the end of the night, if the Niners are the best team in the, in the NFC and basically the best team in the NFL, we'll, we'll see when the Niners and Ravens play on Christmas at, at Levi's, that's going to be a, a good one. But as far as I, I think you have to go with, per- I think he's, he is just ascending up the mountain as far as MVP. And so, yeah, close the business tonight. I think he'd be my favorite. Wow. It's, it is amazing, but he, he did play exceptionally today and it wasn't like everything went his way. He's his feel in the pocket, his ability to move within the yeah. pocket is really, really plays, man. The subtle yeah. off schedule play, not, not the Russell Wilson, you know, flipping, spinning back, back, you know, 20 yards and then making it. And then, but, but just, it's the subtle ability to evade and then get to a spot and then make a throw. I mean, that, that's the the way that he gets it done. And with all of the weapons the Niners have, it's just, it, it's been, it's just taken everything to another level. Um, we can get to more questions here, but Woodpit 420 has a very pertinent question. He says, <laughs> what is Dan eating? Dan? What do you got? What is that? Fast Panda? Panda yeah. Express. Panda. That's really good for you. Uber Eats, man. You got to eat something when you're... I I was invited out with the with the um, work team that I'm here with to go out for, you know, like a uh, Ruth Chris, but I said, you, I, got wait, 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 wait. I got more important you, things to do. You, you could have gone to Ruth. Chris. You could have gone to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, and you're eating Panda Express. Well, I had I had this important date with this podcast, man. I had to. I had to. Hey, that's dedication, nah. man. Seriously, you could have had a country ribeye, and instead I would have, I would have had a fillet. I would have had a fillet. You would have had a fillet. Look at oh, you! Yeah. You're Fili such Mignon. a dainty eater. Fillet mignon is my favorite. 
I would like a filet, high quality. Can I have a knife that I can cut it? Every bite, I'm just. Do you ask for extra butter on your steak? Larry, you gotta you gotta factor in. I mean, with those hands, the ribeye. A smaller hand guy wants a smaller filet. Yeah, you don't want a porterhouse. You want to. Hey, I'd like a filet. You know, I saw in the chat somebody said. Uh, if Joe and Steve could win the MVP with Jerry Rice, give Brock. That was Molay who said that. And speaking of, uh, that's a good point by Molay. Yeah, who's getting is. married on a Wednesday next year. Speaking of uh, wow. uh, Montana JD, somebody in this chat in this uh, five stream. stream stream had the audacity <laughs> to say that Brock Purdy is better than. Joe yeah, Montana Danny, Danny, Danny started the stream trying to make headlines and people, the chat just overwhelmed him with, you know, you're an idiot. You're a freaking moron. You're a I jackass. Actually, with- I, that, those all came from me, but, but some <laughs> people in the stream said that as well. At this point um, in his career, he says that, in his career. that he says that, that, that Brock Purdy at the, compared to Joe Montana at the same point in their careers, that Brock is better than Joe. Well, so Joe was the big year for Joe was his third year, right? Right. 80, right. 81 well, was his third year. Forgive my very, 81 very knowledge since that was the year that I was born. So forgive oh my, my goodness. So I don't I don't have a great recollection. I was eleven. Dan I don't was have a only great 40, recollection of Montana's twenty one year. I have no recollection of seventy nine or eighty. Uh, but Kev was like negative <laughs> integers. I mean, he was like he was, he was just a rumor at that point. Rye as well. Rye was. I wasn't even, you know, he wasn't even in the crib. So I, I do remember Joe, but my my memories of Joe were were very young in the the last two Super Bowls that he won, the '88 Super Bowl. That my first memory of of watching football was the was the Bengals 49ers second Super Bowl when they the second time they played the third one the Niners won in in Miami with Joe leading them down at the end. That that was the first I still remember. That was the first game I consciously remember watching with my dad and so that's a, it's a it's a fond memory and, and the Niners won the Super Bowl and it was great and then Bill Walsh retired right after the game like that was a, my first first memory uh you know that stuck as a as an eight-year-old but uh but yeah I mean I, I guess it's not a crazy take if Montana didn't really burst out till the till the third year yeah no it, it's not a crazy take but it is it it, it does tell you that you know, it, it is a reminder of how amazing this this Purdy story really is right now. Um, JD, it, we were talking about this as well with the kind of the topsy turvy nature of the NFL, where Kansas City lost today and Buffalo doesn't look great, and the Ravens gave up a ton of points to the Rams, and and the Eagles are getting beaten, and the Niners own Dallas, and Detroit lost to Chicago today, and all odds, yeah. Who would you say is the Super Bowl, if you, if you, if you, you know, like either the best Super Bowl matchup or the toughest one. I mean, if you said right now, here we are, it's December 10th. Who's in your Super Bowl? Who are you going with? I would go with the 49ers and the Ravens today. I, I, I think, you know, and I would not rule out Kansas City, but I, I almost feel like you know, the other team that they're, they're going to have to get in. And I'm looking right now and they're at 11th. The, the team that has been a little weird for me lately is Buffalo. Like I almost, I feel like if Buffalo gets in, Buffalo might make some noise. I know they're losing every single close game, but they keep getting off the mat 
after a lot of gut punch losses and coming back and playing a quality game the next week. And so I, I, I'll just put it this way. It wouldn't surprise me if they can figure out a way to get in if they ended up in an AFC championship game and, and ended up playing a Kansas City or ended up playing a Baltimore and, and maybe they get beat. But I feel like that's the one wild card team that I'm not going to rule out as far as making a run. But beyond that, it's Kansas City because they're Kansas City. And it's Baltimore because I think they're consistently the, the best team. I do not believe in Miami. I got to see Miami beat somebody good. Uh, you know, so I'm going to, I'm just going to let that one ride. And if they prove me wrong, they prove me wrong. I'll tip my cap to them. And then in the NFC, I mean, Philadelphia is leaking oil big time. Dallas is coming on as Philadelphia is leaking. And then I think the Niners are the best team and the Niners have dominant wins over both. So I, I think it's the Niners. And I think it's Baltimore right now with those other teams that I mentioned. The one thing I'm going to say about Philadelphia, though, getting their ass kicked tonight, they go and play at Seattle next Monday night, but then they go Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So as much as everybody's going to write off Philadelphia, by the end of the year, I think Philadelphia's got some winnable games to where they may not end up being the one seed, but they write the ship and they feel like they have some momentum going into the playoffs to start being the team that they've been for a good chunk of, of this season. So I'm not going to rule out Philadelphia as far as being that team that can get to an NFC championship game. But if they come out here, look out, look out. I'll tell you the, the, the game that I just, I just feel like it would be so exciting to watch would be Shanahan against his pupil McDaniels. Niners Dolphins in Vegas on Super Bowl Sunday with all that speed and Tyreek Hill and all the Niners weapons and you know these two offensive gurus and then you know there's something about Miami I don't know if you guys have if JD or if anybody here has caught the the in-season hard knocks but yeah there's a McDaniel's got a little special vibe going right now in Miami and their defense is getting better and they've got major offensive weapons. What do you think? I'm out on them. I, I mean, I, I, I've watched a little of the, the in-season hard knocks. I'm, I'm super impressed with McDaniel's. I think when they're clicking, they're as good as anybody. I think Fangio's great. Like I, I'm a big Vic Fangio guy. I don't know that they have enough. I, I just I just don't trust them. They they haven't beaten quality opponents enough for me or at all, really, for me, uh, to believe that that they're a team that that's gonna make it to the Super Bowl. But again, I'm I'm open minded being proven wrong here at some point in the next four weeks or, or as they start rolling in the playoffs. I, I'm much more of a believer in Kansas City getting it together because they're Kansas City with the champions blood and Mahomes and Andy Reid, or Baltimore just proving themselves to be maybe the better team coming out of the AFC for this season uh, alone. I'm not a, I'm not a believer in, I, I feel like Miami is significantly better. Like they're better than the lions. They're a little lionsy to me. They're a little, not quite as good as like good record, good season, a lot of talent, but they're closer to a 500 team to me than they are a Super Bowl contender. Um, if you had to pick between Dallas and Philly, to, to go to the Super Bowl to come back and play the Niners. Would you rather play Dallas here? Would you let's just assume Philly, you know, Dallas goes on and beats Philly and the Niners run the table, which is a big assumption because Baltimore's really good and there's these other games in between as well. But let's just say for the sake of this question that that's the case. Would you rather play Dallas or Philly in the playoffs if you're the Niners? Either or. 
I mean, we can throw it, we can throw it around the room. I mean, either or. I mean, I think Dallas, just based on the the matchup and the head to head, the fact that the Niners have been able to to do everything they need to do to beat them now three straight times, going back the last two playoffs and this year and blowing them out. I think you could make a case that Dallas is better than Philly right now. I mean, they probably should have beat them a couple weeks ago in Philly. They're blowing them out tonight. Uh, I, I think you could make the you could make the case. You know, Dallas still has that great defense. They kept the game close last year at, at Levi's. Although I think this is a much better 49er offensive team. They may be a little bit more vulnerable defensively. Uh, so it's it's kind of the the past history versus the team that's a little leaky right now. So I think there is a case to be made. Is this true? For, what's that? Is it true what Jimmy's saying here? He says, Larry, you're going to have to play both if, if they get the one seed. Well, it depends. I oh, mean, it depends on who wins. But Dallas is whoever doesn't win the division in the East is going to be in. It's going to be the five seed, basically. So right. if everything goes chalk, the five would play the four or five winner would play the one. Exactly. But if there's an upset in either of the other games, then the upset winner would come and play the one. So now there's two wild card games. You got your two seven and your three six. And if either your seven or your six pull off an upset, then that team goes and plays the one. Ideally, seed. what would be ideal? <clears throat> Niners in in with, in with the one seed, and then Atlanta, New Orleans, or whoever wins that division beats Dallas at home, and then the two seed would play uh, Detroit, let's say, as the three seed, and the Niners would then get the NFC South winner, win that game, and then you hope Detroit <laughs> somehow upsets, say, say Philly, and then Giant uh, 49ers get Detroit for the NFC Championship at home. Yeah, or you just get an upset like the Packers or the Rams or the Vikings. Be- beating the two seed, yeah. Goes in and beats, beats Detroit or beats – Dallas or Philadelphia, like one of those. One oh yeah, of, because they play one. They're gonna they're gonna play the highest seed. Yeah, the six seven, whether it's Green Bay or the Rams or the Vikings or you know, I I don't think Seattle's totally dead. I know they're they're obviously in some trouble now under five hundred and they play Philly. Uh, but I I think I think Detroit, if they're gonna be a three, I think Detroit is primed to get upset by somebody. And if that's the case, let's say they're the three. Somebody Green Bay, somebody the Rams is a six goes into True. Detroit and the one wins. thing I don't want to see happen. That team's coming out here if the Niners. Yeah, are the the one. one thing I don't want to see. I know the Niners beat Seattle three times last year, but to face the Rams in in Week 18, the Rams somehow make the playoffs, upset the two or three seed, and then they come play the Niners for the third time. We've seen how that worked a few years ago. I, I know the Niners are a much better team, but the Rams are a team that just they kind of match up a little bit better than with the Niners than even Detroit does. Hey, we're going to wrap this thing up, but um, uh, San Fran 49er fans, is any word on uh, Mooney Ward? Hargrave went down with an injury. Mooney Ward went down with an injury. Shanahan commented briefly. I don't know, J.D., yeah, did you guys get any update on – on either of those guys as far as the severity of, of either injury? Yeah, there wasn't really a follow-up. It was, you know, Ward was really working hard, and it's a groin injury for Ward. He was working really hard to try and come back into the game and then and then didn't. You know, he's riding the bike. He was getting stretched out, that kind of thing. So so I don't, you know, it's more of, I think, a, a week-to-week 
day-to-day kind of a thing, but still a groin for a defensive back is something that could become a major problem very quickly if you go out there and and play on it too soon. I, I think the Niners were smart to keep him out today. You know, I, and I know DK Metcalf is somebody that you know the plan was going to be for him to follow him around and, and all of that, but I think they were smart to, to prevent him from himself because it looked like he was hell-bent on going in and then it didn't happen. The other big one is, is uh, you know, Greenlaw was a little banged up but went back in. I thought Kittle got hit in the midsection early. He obviously played the rest of the, the game. Looked like he – I wouldn't be surprised if Kittle ends up showing up with like a rib or something on, on the Wednesday injury report. But Hargrave with the hamstring, guys, was the other one. And, you know, that – that's one that I think maybe could be a little more serious than 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 even Wards. Wow, which is yeah. a bummer because Armstead's obviously out right now with the plantar fasciitis, and they're getting a little thin. I will say this though: I thought Javon Kinlaw played maybe his best game. Uh, he looked really, really good in this game. All right, let's finish with this. It's time for the New York Style Sausage Company Player of the Game. We'll go around the room and give us your Player of the Game before we bolt for the door. Kev, we'll start with you. Who gets your New York style Italian sausage player of the game? I'm, I'm gonna take chalk on this one. I'll go Debo Samuel. It's so easy. He he just had. I mean, he had two touchdowns today. I don't know the exact numbers, but he also had a play where he he got the ball and just juked a defender right down to the goal line. It was the play so right sick. That, the jet sweep touchdown, but that was just a that was a nasty play. And he's just he's just playing. He's he's scoring touchdowns. It seems like every drive. So I mean I'll go I'll go I'll go Debo there. It's pretty chalky, yeah. but I'll go Debo. No, it's a good one though. It's a good one. And there's a lot of choices today. Um, Danny, who's your New York style Italian sausage player of the game? Well, <clears throat> last week I took this Debo. is a man with smaller hands who just had a full who would choose a fillet. A fillet. <laughs> last he week I chose uh, handle a fillet. I passed on Brock and I I, I left him for somebody else because it was so obvious. Uh, but I took Debo, but this week I'm not going to pass on Brock because I've got him at 18 to one to be the MVP. And I've already said on record that I think he's better than Joe Montana at this, at this point in each, each of their careers. Not that he's going to be Joe Montana's career may not even come close to Joe's career, but. I love watching this guy play, and each week he grows on me. The fact that he can put the ball on the money, 45-plus yards in the air, not guys not even breaking stride, and, and, and then the national media still comes out and says, well, how do you give Brock all this credit when he throws a little five-yard hitch and the, runner, and the receiver's the rack take it all the way to the house no he threw three balls today over 40 yards of completions i'm taking brock purdy kev goes debo danny goes brock um this is a man who just went to panda and now we go to rye rye smith the og rye who's getting the game ball who's your new york style italian sausage player of the game you know what? I, I, I'm weirdly compelled to just give it to Diamador Lenore. I love the fact that he got tossed out. I love the fact that he just doesn't give a shit. Like, he's not that big of a guy. I know he's, like, got a little bit bigger over the this offseason. But, like, that dude just wants, as we would say, that guy stands on business. He wants all the smoke. Uh, he wants it all. <laughs> uh, I just love D- DK. Like, you see DK 
uh, at the end of the game, you like see him walk up to Fred Warner. And that's when you're like, Jesus Christ, this man is a freak show. Like he's six, three, whatever, two forty, whatever he is. Like he looks bigger than Fred Warner. And I just love that Demo is just like a tough ass dude this year. He's laying licks on people. Um, also the fact that they were down, you know, their top two corners pretty much. And he, he kind of took uh, Metcalf out of the game after the beginning of the, the beginning, obviously when they scored the touchdown, but him and Jair Brown, I don't know. I, I just, I love us. Even though Locke had a good game, I love what I saw out of the Niners corners today. JD, who gets your New York style Italian sausage player of the game? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with McCaffrey. I, I mean, I, I I think he deserves some love. He breaks off the the seventy two yard run right away, and I think set the tone that the 49ers were just you know, going to be able to move the ball and make explosive plays against Seattle. And so, yeah, he ends up with. 145 on the ground, so basically, what, 72 on that first run, and then he ends up with, with 73 the rest of the way. But uh, always involved in the in the pass game, just one catch for McCaffrey. But I, I thought the tone-setting run, and uh, anytime you end up averaging nine a tote, you're, you're uh, having a big-time day, although, my God, you start looking at the – you start looking at the Niner receiving core and the numbers that they put up today with Purdy – slinging the pill around and it's it, it's pretty impressive but uh, I'll, I'll give McCaffrey a nod his run showed I, I thought Seattle that that the Niners really weren't going to be able to be stopped from from being explosive I'm going to go with the uh, with the kid safety Jair Brown um, I talked to him in the locker room after the game and I said Jair man you're balling man you're playing well play he's playing well against the run he's playing well against the pass he, he had one interception. He almost had two. He he makes plays against the run where he comes up and he hits like a truck. And as I asked him this question, I said, hey, man, you're, you know, I wasn't really a question. It was more like, man, you're badass. But I was kind of like, hey, you know, have you talked to uh, Talanoa? Because I know Talanoa is, you know, kind of a, a big figure in his, uh, you know, comeuppance in the organization. Obviously, he replaced Talanoa. Talanoa is the veteran. And he leans back in his locker and he's like, he takes out these, these, these really cool Hawaiian shell necklace. And he's like, yeah, Talanoa gave this to me. And, you know, he told me I should, it's good luck and I should wear it and this and that. So I'm going to give it to Jair Brown, man. There's, I love that kid. What a tremendous draft choice that kid was. Good pick, Larry. Good pick. (laughs) Good pick. Good. Excellent pick. Uh, you You took my guy. Uh, no, but, but smoothie, smoothie, hey, smooth. No, but, uh, but yeah, he's good against the run. He's good against the pass. And, uh, Jair Brown just gets better and better and better. And people just, you know, have suggested that, you know, maybe they're going to replace him and this and that. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think he, I asked Shanahan about him and I said, man, the guy makes plays all over the field. What did you see? And Shanahan said the same thing. He's like, I see, I agree. You know, guys making plays all over the place. He makes plays in the box. He makes plays down the field, plays against the pass, plays against the run. Um, and yeah, and if when you talk to him, it's like he's got this like confidence, like, like he's not like surprised in the slightest that he's kicking butt and taking names. He's like, Yeah, you know what? This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I, who I am. So I'll go Jair Brown as my New York style Italian yeah. sausage player of it's the like game. We got a fumble six. Yeah. In the uh, Eagles Cowboys game. Yep. Dak By the fumbled. way, why, why are they not running the ball? That That's my one concern. If I was a Cowboys fan, it seems like they can't run the ball. Either that or they just don't want to. But they, even in these in the games where they're blowing teams out, like they don't run the ball. Yeah. 
Hey, I want to address a couple guys in the chat, Butthead and uh, <laughs> Crypto King. Uh, you guys need to uh, get your listening skills a little bit better. Butthead says, not yet, Dan. Montana's still the GOAT. Plus Montana ERA is better than this era. And then Crypto King said, <laughs> shut up, dude. I watched Montana. Well, I know I only look 29 and I have never seen Joe play. Uh, if you listen to me, I said at this point in their careers, and I just got done saying Brock may never have the career that Joe had, and it's probably doubtful. I but- think I think Montana won more rings, and that's why I'm going with him, Dan. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm saying that at this stage, I, I think Montana. Advanced. I think Montana had more accomplishments than Brock. Uh, Dan, really? you have too many caveats. There's too much fine print in that take. Like, if you want yeah. it to pop off on socials, like you got to yeah. get it down a little bit. Just and you got to have the right. Gotta, just go with the whole thing. Too many Brock characters. Too many go. characters. Too many characters. You might want to use a couple parentheses. Um, you know, here's what you it could, is. You can Brock, be like Ralph and say parenthetically. Brock greater than Joe, greater than Tom. There, that's it. That's all you need that, to say. Yes, that's it. There you, what go. you need really to say fine is, print. <laughs> And what you need to say is Panda, Ex- Panda Express out. You know, that'll I, be big. All, all as I said is when I watched, I watched Joe, I was 20 years old. I saw all his games. He was unbelievable. But a lot of people forget he had a tendency to throw a few picks early. You know, he wasn't. Oh, God. Now we're and gonna now we're gonna rip Joe Montana. I'm not ripping Joe. I'm just saying this. He had a tendency to throw a few picks. I mean, oh my god! Actually, he threw three in the NFC Championship game against. No, the I know what you. You were making a strong statement that really was a statement of fact, but you know, yeah. people I'll, are only yeah. you know. I'm just if saying you can this. say the same thing about CJ Stroud. Yeah. Like I'm CJ just nuance. This. It's the nuance I, of Dan Coach Emilio. Watching Brock today, what he did throw when he created one of the throws by. Avoiding a sack, found room, you know, and delivered a dime that was over 40 yards in the air. That reminded me of Montana today. <laughs> it just, and I'm not saying again, he's Joe Montana. I was making a half joke because everybody says, well, he's not Joe Montana, and I'm not comparing him to Joe Montana. So I just came out and said, I'm not comparing him to Joe. He's better than Joe at this point. At this point. In his, you know, if he goes fourteen and three, Dan, I liked it. I and wins the it. It Super showed... Bowl. It's better than Joe's eighty-one season. That's all. Exactly. There we go. Panda Dan. There we go. Wood Pit four twenty says Panda Dan says Purdy's better than Joe. All right, that's going to do it for us, Danny. When do you, when will you start? When will you commence with your uh, Farhan rippage? When when does oh, that? Oh yeah, this is going to be got more ripping it, it, coming, yeah, right? It, it, a little bit more, a little bit more. I think there'll be more in the few next few days when Yamamoto signs with the Yankees or the Dodgers, and Bellinger probably signs somewhere else. And when do you go live again? I saw late last night you and Eric were live. Are you uh, are you going live again later on tonight, Danny? We might just do that. We might just take advantage of the momentum. I mean, okay. uh, there you go. Well, yeah. NorCal Sports Network. Give Danny a follow. Rye Smith, of course. Uh, West Coast Bias. Um, Rye, when do you go live again? How's things going on the channel this week? What What do you got cooking? Uh probably Monday night. Uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, probably Monday night. We're just gonna go over all the games. Maybe try and cash in on some of the look ahead lines because I'm finding like now that everyone gambles, like there's so little value in the lines come like 
you know, late in the week that I, it, there's a lot of value in the look aheads. Like I, I snagged, uh, I snagged the bills minus one. I think that's going to move. I'm thinking, I think I'm, I think I'm going dolphins Packers tomorrow. I think I might go two teamer on dolphins Packers on the Monday night, doubleheader. We get a Monday like, night doubleheader. Who do you like defense tomorrow? Packers or the dolphins for uh, what do you mean defense? I got both teams for fantasy. So I'm trying to figure out. Which um, one play. It's um, I probably go against the New York giants. You know, so I, I, I love this comment. Cosman, cozy codes. This is great. Dak will be Dak, and Dan will be Dan. There you go. I've always said that. Dan will be Dan. I may, I may spray paint that on the side of Levi's on the way out. You know. There you go. There you go. You know, just just to leave the, just to leave my mark. Krug show out. That could be a T-shirt. What? Dak will be Dak. Dan will be Dan. I might even throw a Coach Emilio. Is it? A, there's a silent G in there, isn't there somewhere? There's a silent G. Yes. Yeah, in, okay. in in the press guide, when if I we could just get a silent Dan, we'd have a real awesome I was, show. Uh, but we have a silent G. When I was in the press box with Joe Starkey doing the Cal games, when my brother was two playing, youngsters chopping it up, playing at Cal, uh, the the media guy they hyphenate. You you guys know this because you see it all the time. How they hyphenate the spelling of certain guys' names. Right. Well, it was coach, like C-O-A-C-H, and then uh, E-H, and then hyphen A, or uh, then meal, M-E-A-L, like a meal, then hyphen E, hyphen O, Cochimilio. It's kind of weird to see it in the the media guide that way. Yeah, sounds weird. Yeah. Um, JD, on that high note, when do we get you, when, when do we hear you next on the leader? I know you're you're doing a bunch of different things over there, but when do you? When will you be appearing next? Yeah, next I'm doing a lot of Dubs coverage, and and we've launched Dubs OT, uh, which is available on KMBR immediately at the final horn after every Warriors game. It's also YouTube and Twitch as well, so it's a, it's a go live program that you can watch, you can listen to, you can interact with, you can call have a couple of those coming up this week and going to be at 49er practice as well. And just kind of popping on different shows, uh, a similar role to the role I used to have, but uh, at a new place and uh, couldn't be happier. And I appreciate, uh, appreciate all the kind words from everybody and, and you Larry as well on the congratulations. And uh, I never offered still kind wanting words. me, still wanting me. I've never offered kind words. Damn it. If Matt Higgins listening, Matt, I swore at him. I cursed at him. I told him he was, I, I tried to curse him. I tried to put the hex on him. It didn't necessarily work. I would never offer JD kind words. He's the freaking enemy. He's like our sworn enemy. It makes me sick to my stomach that he's even part of this extravaganza. I'm just joking. JD, we love you, brother. Good. You know, we're very happy for your success and we wish you nothing but the best. Kev, I joined the uh, Larry Kruger Club now. I, 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 I and uh, the that's guy right. That, that's right. The, the dual, the dual threat in in Bay, right. Area, in Bay Area Radio. Yeah. Dubs OT is that is that named for like Dubs? Should it be like Dubs losing OT or just? Dubs oh, look at Danny. Oh, uh, Dan. oh look at Dan's hey, always worked doing that material. Last game. What, JD what is no hell? longer on the flagship. Can now rip away. Probably last, JD. Are you have you sharpened games. your warrior teeth? <laughs> How about since this you've nugget? gone across the street? How about this nugget? I'll give you a quick nugget. This was this was put out. I, I got I saw this from from Elias. Wait so a second. Warriors, You're giving us a nugget. I'm going to get a little closer. I want to hear this. The, the Warriors have lost their last three road games by a combined four points. Four <laughs> points. It's it's incredible. Last time that happened to any NBA team was 2006 2007, where where they where you lose by one, you lose by one, you lose by two. 
Uh, and it's the first time in Warriors franchise history that they've lost three road <sighs> games by that. Three road games, Sacramento, the Clippers, and the game uh, in OKC. They lose by one, lose by one, lose by two. Four total points. In wow. Three Since Danny happened. started this show with a very unpopular take, taking on a Bay Area icon, I will finish this show with an equal, un, equally unpopular take, also taking on a Bay Area icon. Steph Curry is the reason the Warriors lost to OKC the other night. He had the ball with 7-7 seven, seven left on the clock in the final sequence. He had Lou Dort. They inbounded to him at the top of the circle. It was a 118-118 game. He had any opportunity he wanted to do anything he wanted. He could have driven all the way in. He could have gone for the two. Instead, he pounds the dribble for three or four seconds and takes a challenged, deep prayer three like they were at home and they were the clear better team, except they weren't the clear better team. They were a team with the worst record, and they were on the road, and they went to overtime and got beat. I blame like, Draymond for that game. That, but I mean, that was Steph. He had the game in his hands right there. All he had, he had just to do hit the three to put him ahead to basically he had just win it. Yeah. He had just hit the three, <laughs> and it was like I don't know if he was fatigued or what, but that was not what I. I've seen teams get better looks when they have two point five on the clock. He couldn't drive they, on Dort. They had seven point yeah, seven yeah. on the clock, That's but he wasted was, four of the seconds. Just sitting there, kind of not deciding what, he, uh, trying to decide what he wanted to do. You know, he's, he's been lost, fatigued at the end of these last yeah, games. Like, they, I, they I, lost, that's it. I think that's it, right? He's driven into some layups in other yeah. games when he's tried to drive or can't totally. He I, he couldn't totally get by in the Clippers game, which is why he kicked it to Draymond. Which exactly was right. A bigger mistake. Uh, they had two even, uh, games with Chet Holmgren beat him, and they did the wrong thing both times. The first one. They should have fouled him. This time, they should have let him shoot because he was way out. And if Draymond had actually not went for the steal and just played the the man, he could have fouled him on the catch. <laughs> Instead, he tries to foul him real quick as he's going up. They they had both games against OKC, and they lost them yeah. both. They had like 28 turnovers also. <laughs> 29, I think. Kev, yeah. when are we going to see you next? We'll see you Wednesday night. But, uh, Kev, what do you got cooking? I know you're not down at Cal Poly, so your your partying will now be north instead of central in California. Uh, um, cooking up, I'm cooking up whatever's coming out on the Krug Show next, and I'm cooking up some schoolwork right now. So. All right. Maybe thinking of a haircut for the holidays or no? Yes, I'm getting a haircut soon. Okay. No, Just want to make sure. That. Bed's made. Everything's One step good. at a time. One step at a time. Let's yeah, not, not too big. We don't want too much in one day. You know, you don't got a lot going on when when you when someone asks you about your day and you start with, "Well, I got up," you know, and that, then you know. Yeah, are you like uh, Josh Giddy? Does your mom cook and make your bed for you? No, <laughs> didn't, well, didn't quite. That one didn't let's, quite let's land. Not, <laughs> let's not compare our guy Giddy to. Let's not compare <laughs> Kev to Giddy. Right no, now. I was like, that's wait, a, where is this going? <laughs> that's not a. Right. Let's just come on, Danny. Danny, I'm gonna get this weird. whole thing shut down, Danny. Danny. Danny, the show hasn't ended, but it's ended for Danny. Okay, it's ended for Danny. He, he's there in face, but Dan, talk right now. Yeah, see, he's he's muted. He's muted, and it was because of that last comment. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, 49ers get a nice win. Check out JD on the leader. Check out Rise channel. Check out Danny's channel. They do great work. Uh, Kev will be keeping uh, the Krug show going um, with all of his incredible stuff, and that does it for us. 
Um, tune in tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Me and Damon will go live on 49er Wake Up on both of our channels at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Also tomorrow, Grant Cohn and I will stream on his channel, I believe at some point, or on both channels, at some point in the uh, afternoon. Uh, we got a full week ahead of Niner coverage and all kinds of Bay Area coverage. I'll be standing by ready to do live streams if the Giants do anything, which means I will not be talking Giants this week. And um, and then if the Warriors do some something fun, or maybe we'll jump in on do a Warrior post game this week as well. We'll see how we're feeling. Not sure if we'll have enough time uh, on that one, if you get the reference. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to all of you. Have a great night and uh, peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of Careful, you won't get exactly what you ask